Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Hey, what's up, family? Listen to this track. Shout out Atmosphere, Slug and Ant. Been killing the game for years. I hope I don't get in trouble from using this track intro, guys. Atmosphere, slug and that, please. I want people to go listen to your music. That's why I'm playing it. Uh, welcome, guys, to Still Searching Podcasts. It is I, your host, Josh Trujillo. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Um, today is the weed episode turn away now if you are offended by weed marijuana cannabis whatever you want to call it dope if you think it's wrong just just don't even listen bro don't waste your time uh it's just not worth it just just move along wait till the next one we'll get back to uh you know other topics this podcast is not shy away from pretty much any topic so we're gonna go there that's what this show is all about we're still searching bro we're still looking oh man this this joint is pretty sick i've been listening to a lot of atmosphere lately and i'm feeling all these new tracks um so yes Go away. If you're not if you're not ready for this one, just uh just go away. Don't don't even bother. Um so yes, we are going to talk about a lot of goofy stoner stuff. Yes, it gets really funny. Um you're gonna hear a lot of like laughing. <laughs> um but it's also very insightful and thought thought provoking. Um and just insights in the uh, cannabis industry. Um, we talk about everything in this podcast. It's crazy. It's just two hours long. So I don't know. You might want to pick up the speed a little bit. But honestly, I don't I do not do that to, to podcasts. I listen to them the way the producers, whoever puts it out, meant it to be put out. I just listen to it. If it's two hours long, I listen to it. Joe Rogan can easy, easily go two and a half, three hours, right? And they're just talking. And it makes sense. They're probably big too, because it's just easier to talk that long about something when you are. Um, so whatever your thoughts on this subject is good or bad, listen, try to approach it from a, a non-dualistic mind. It's neither good nor bad, right? That's the way I'm, I'm starting to view things or a lot of things. Um, what does that even mean? And let me give you a little, a little bit on the dualistic mind, this this is free, this is off topic, but the dualistic mind is essentially binary, either or thinking. It knows by con- comparison, opposition, and differ- differentiation. It uses descriptive words like good, evil, pretty, ugly, smart, stupid, not realizing there may be hundred a hundred degrees between the two ends of each spectrum. Dualistic thinkers work well for the sake of sim- simplification and conversion, but not for the sake of truth or the immense subtlety of actual personal experience. 
Most of us settle for quick and easy answers instead of a any deep perception, which we leave to poets, philosophers, and prophets. So, I mean, that's the way I view this this topic. So, buckle up. It's going to be a fun episode. Um, thanks to our supporters. I got a new supporter. Thanks to my boy, Josh Vi. I had him on the show uh, early on in this podcast. A great conversation when I kidnapped him. Literally kidnapped him from Michigan and brought him to Arizona in a teen rehabilitation program. Um, so he's a supporter, a monthly supporter. Shout out to my dad, who's also a monthly supporter, always supported me from day one. I wonder if he's going to hear this episode. <laughs> Sorry, dad, me apologize in advance. Um, but you can support this podcast. You want to help us, you know, grow, have a lot of cool ideas to, um, make this podcast better and have really interesting people on. Um, but you can support support at a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, whatever you would like. You can do that. Um, any little bit would help. Is obviously I'm not in this to make money. I'm not going to get rich off of this podcast. It's just you know it's a it's an outlet. But if you want to support, you can do so. Also, you can buy one time audio credits to help me edit this podcast. Um, the link will be in the uh, show notes. And make sure you guys subscribe. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google, pretty much it's everywhere you can listen to podcasts. So subscribe, give it a review. If you love it, only if you love it, give it a review. Um, yes, the music on this podcast. Like I said, I want you guys to find these artists and listen and buy their stuff um, or just stream it and support the artists. So I'm playing a lot of music on this episode um, in the background. So I hope... Uh, the artists you guys go and find those artists and give them some love all right guys buckle up for the weed episode the all things cannabis episode with uh, kobe my boy ray and my homie theo enjoy This thing down. Tripping. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm. Re- I already ruined the intro. I don't know what I did on that one, guys. Hey, it's, at least it sounded good, though. It was a good song. <laughs> Tri- Tribal seeds. What's up, guys? What up? We're live. Here it is. It's the episode you guys have all been waiting for. We knew you guys wanted it. The people wanted it. Believe it or not, it was more than, you know, a few people who, uh, yo, when are you guys going to get that weed uh, <laughs> episode going? 
what's up guys you guys are like uh we were chatting it up in the beginning and now everybody's like got afraid of the mic everybody's mic afraid um it's a, a shout out to everybody though who doesn't follow me that hit me up after just seeing our little preview that was love oh live you're talking about like live live yeah okay you're you've um, been posting already online well just on the- when 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 uh you and i got together and we posted on uh our instagrams and uh i had several people come through and uh hit me up um saying they're excited they didn't even follow me they followed you um followed still searching so that was love and then they went through followed fidel's showed love to fidel's nice yeah so we got um i got Three of my homies back here, and t- this is the cannabis episode, guys. So um, I'm going to record the intro later, but I-, I should have already weeded everybody else out who's not ready for this one. <laughs> so if you're still listening, it's because you're down. But yeah, here it is, man. This is the cannabis episode. I got um, three of my my good homies back here. I got the White Mamba. I got Kobe. Yo, yo. Kobe's uh, back here. I got my lifelong closest homie my homeboy ray yo yo there he is and i got another homie that i met some a few years ago some a uh, while back uh my homie theo what's up man what's up everybody how's it going hey put that mic like kind of straight because it's a dynamic mic so okay. it only picks up when you when you speak right into it so here we are man we're in the uh we're in the trap house thank you guys for coming on um smoking in the trap yeah man it's already it's already going around so um, this is it, man. So I got, I got somebody that's in the industry, in the cannabis industry, uh, in Kobe. Yes, sir. Um, and I got like two, you know, lifelong, uh, enthusiasts. <laughs> is that what we said? That's what we <laughs> <on>. <laughs> enthusiasts that, uh, have been involved in, you know, or have been smoking since, uh, well, Ray said two. I doubt it was two. <laughs> it, it was around that age. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, three. <laughs> And, uh, of course, you know, uh, Theo, I think he's been smoking since we were teenagers or whatever, or when he was a teenager. So, yeah, so when did you guys start? I mean, Kobe's the youngest here. Yeah, so I, uh, what up, guys? Kobe Pilarski, Young White Mamba. Bro, um, you're not supposed to say your last name. Well, you can cut that out. <laughs> Edit time. Beep. What up, guys? It's Kobe, <laughs> Young White Mamba. Um, I am the right-hand man of Fidel Hydro. Uh, we grow weed for Fidel's. Um, I started smoking when I was 16. I am 23. I'm a youngin. Young buck. 23. What were you guys doing at 23? 23. That was a long, long time ago. It was. Yes. I, I was freshly married and already had a baby at 23. So I don't, I don't have, yeah, stay stay on the, stay on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh man, that peanut butter beer is pretty good. It's good, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's interesting. You definitely taste that little peanut butter at the end. Ray, how long you been smoking? You said two? Man, no, not two, man, but 12 years old. I was 12 years old when I first started. And funny story, it was, uh, one of my boys at school, came to me and was like yo i just stole this from my brother <laughs> he didn't get, know what it was <laughs> i'll give you some and that was the first time i ever got any weed and i was like how do i smoke it and he was like i don't know my brother rolls it up with papers so i go home 
get a piece of paper from my binder, <laughs> rolled it up, smoked it, choked like crazy, and was like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> and not realizing because I'm smoking paper. straight paper. paper yeah. <laughs> so that was my first experience. Damn. Man, that's so funny. I didn't know you started smoking at 12. Well, we've been smoking for a, yeah. a long time. Well, let me let me be honest with you. I'm not even a real stoner. I'm 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 surprised like I think there's only a few people who caught like in the description of the podcast, right? Like um I mentioned OG Bubba Kush in there. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like all this other stuff, right? Spirituality and and uh mental health and OG Bubba Kush and only like a few of the stoners caught it. That's how we knew it was meant to be. Yeah, this had to happen. But I've been smoking off and on, mostly off since I was twelve. I've shared on here before is when yeah I was in fifth sixth grade. We go to my homie's house. We walk to his house after school because we hang out after school, play basketball, and uh, his older brother had it. He was in high school, and he's like, "Hey, you fools want to smoke?" And that was that. That was elementary school elementary school but i say mostly off because it's i have a real practical reason as to why i don't really smoke that much i can't afford it <laughs> it's very expensive it's too expensive it's man very expensive and we're gonna get into all that um but theo go ahead tell us your uh uh you started i'm theo i've been smoking marijuana since i was 17 17. first time i tried it i was 11 with an older cousin of mine so i was hoping to move and everyone says you always remember when you get high the first time. It's bullshit. You know what I mean? You don't get high. You yeah, you're right. You don't get high. You're right. Yeah, I didn't get my I had my yeah. first time I smoked. Yeah. But ever since 17, pretty much, I've been more mostly on. The only time that I did stop is when I started working at uh, the post office. Mm-hmm. And I stopped for about a full year. And this is when I was 26, 27. I was already married. Okay. Okay. No, 28 already, because I was married at 28. So then when I was working there, one of my supervisors had just said, oh, you know, I have the weekend off. I'm going to party. And I was like, well, whatever. And then he started telling me how he liked to party. And I was just like, oh, shit, you could do that? He's just like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's the United States Postal Service. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why so, wouldn't you? So that night, I got home, called my cousin, came over, smoked. And yeah, I was like, okay, cool. And from that point on, it was nonstop. Yeah, yeah. come a little closer to the mic, dude, because it you gotta kind of go right in it, right up on it. Um, so uh, we so yeah, so like I said, we have uh, some enthusiasts, and then we got some of the industry, and that's one of the things we really want to talk about. Like we already were were talking. I should have rolled it like when we started talking. started talking because yeah. we already hit on some stuff. Um, so my my whole thing is like the price, right? It's crazy. So. For those that don't know, because I have listeners, I'll show you guys the map, like literally all over the world. It's weird. I don't know how, because on the app that I use to upload this, I can tag tags, and I guess they get picked up. Um, Shout out y'all world people. Global. Yeah, 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 global. So, you know, th- try to think of bigger picture as we're talking, you know what I mean? So it's like in California, they may not understand how all this works in the United States, in California, the le- the legalities of it. Um, first of all, I mean, how can anybody try to say that you can or can't legal legalize a, a plant, right? I mean, that's that's this plant is thousands and hundreds of thousands of years, if not millions. You know, what I mean, who? It's like if we're gonna start off on a note, that should kind of be the first 
note that we hit is this is a plant that we are talking about, not something that was made in a lab with all these scientists and all these compounds were crossed together and are, fused. Dude, are you already taking shots plant. at Big Pharma? Right off the right, right off the, the bat. bat. <laughs> that's that's key one. Um, but this is a plant that we're talking about. Something that comes from the ground. Um, whatever you believe in, it, it's not something that has been altered by other people. It's something that you can grow with water. Something you can grow with nutrients. Yeah. It's whatever route you take it, it has its own natural route that aligns with the way that the earth is, the sun is. We can go deeper into that. That's a whole nother topic. Um, but the, it's something too that on a world scale, you can't dispute the respect that it has from everyone. Um, shout out Barcelona. Uh, we're headed out to Barcelona in March to go to uh, their their big uh, cannabis festival, Spanibus. Um, we're also going to show up at their uh, the World Cannabis um, Conference. Uh, we're going to be showing up around at different glass shops, doing uh, meet and greets, merch drops, stash dashes. Um, so that's really big because... Everyone across the world hears about what's going on out here mm-hmm. in California. Um, what's going out out here in America in general, but specifically here, California, Los right. Angeles, Humboldt County. Humboldt County. Why do I always hear Humboldt County? Humboldt County is the. It's like you hear that in the whole in the Canada. City, it's like, like a hey. myth. Like like it's it's one of those things that Wizard like, of Oz or something. Yeah, everyone's heard stories of, but it, it's like some wonderland. Um, Basically, it's Everland. That's like the OG place for California. That's where everything kind of came from. If we're gonna be real, yeah. Um, All the outdoor grows out there paved the way for so much. Everything they had to deal with from the very beginning, law enforcement wise, everything they had to deal with uh, plant wise, um, is incredible. I have so much respect for all of the people that have been up there growing for for years. Yeah, that's one thing that I always hear is. Everybody who's in this industry that's a grower always respects the people out of Humble. I mean, you hear negative shit that Humble has a lot of tweakers, whatever. But that's just the minor shit compared to the, all the good shit you hear about. I mean, you hear about incredible strains coming out from there or also the growers that come out from there that have been doing it for decades and mm-hmm. decades. Absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, it's funny. You, you, you can look at it as the Murder Mountain documentary mm-hmm. on netflix which that's right i, I like that documentary that was a very interesting documentary and there's part of it that i agree with but at the same time that's that's a you're you're putting a very small box on a very big area and you're boxing people together that don't belong together in one box mm-hmm. um and that's another reason why that area has so much respect is because of all the people um because they're rooted up there they've been up there for decades they've been up there for 20 30 40 50 plus years um some families have been up there there for hundreds Mm -hmm. so if you disrespect humble county then uh you're kind of irrelevant (laughs) (laughs) um to say it nicely all right so so what's happening let's let's jump into our uh you know california what's happening in in well for those that don't know marijuana cannabis is illegal federally right yeah 
Yes. So on the federal level, it is technically illegal, which I that's a whole nother thing too, is like how can a, you know, a system that does all kinds of like terrible things, you know, uh, um, tell or say, okay, this plant is legal. So, but in California, it's, uh, it's legal. It's completely legal now recreationally, right? Yeah. Is that, is that accurate? I mean, cause I know that is there's, cause there's still like medical, yes. uh, so allowances and then there's also recreational. I don't, what's the difference? Basically with medical and recreational, uh, recreational, if you're over 21, you have an ID from anywhere. 21. Yeah. 21 and older. 21 and over. You can walk into a dispensary that is legal, recreational, has a permit, and you can buy cannabis in any form that they have there available. Um, medical, now what happens is so you go in, you sign up, you put your name into the database in the California state government. You're giving away your right to own a gun. So you have hopes to own a gun or you own a gun, forfeit. But you're not paying taxes. Oh, that's a big thing there. That's taxes. That's the biggest taxes, taxes, biggest taxes. Thing, right? So if if you you want to go around paying taxes, then you're gonna give up your right to own a gun, um, amongst other things. That's 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 a that's one of many topics to to pinpoint from the application. So so who gets that medical information? Because isn't your medical information only allowed to be seen by like like nobody else yeah it's so totally so what so what do they pass it on to the state like the the doctor or so basically it's it's something that and i i honestly to be completely honest don't know the complete details of it i know as far as it goes into the system and now if you have a uh database check if you you have a background check fbi background check yeah um, any sort of law enforcement check, but do we actually do? Up. Do we really? Does that is that really the case though? Like, do we really know that? Well, see, this is what I was told. With uh, once you get your medical recommendation, you do go into a database. How they access it, I don't know. And who who controls that the database? Thing, the only thing I do know is who can access it. It's like let's say in a situation where you have two couples fighting over a child, mm. the one that's trying to gain custody can use that against a person that has their name in that database. Mm. It'll totally show them that one they're a drug addict they'll claim it because you know they're using marijuana so they'll try to say that oh he's a bad parent because he uses this and no i don't want my kid around him so that's the only thing that i've heard that it would hurt you Uh, about the whole taxing the way i was the way i read it and the way i saw it was if you go recreational you get taxed the most i think it's either 25 or 30 percent yeah, hmm. additional taxes. Yeah, now it's reaching up to thirty, and it's to be honest, the way it's looking, it's going to go higher and yeah, higher. California is going to. They said us. it's going to get darker before it gets brighter in this industry. Like you're going to lose tons of businesses are like the mom and pop shops are the ones that are getting pushed out the most because you got big corporations coming in, mm. but you also got them like losing like Mad Men. They're going mm. out. Like they came out here on the scene so big. <laughs> Why'd you laugh at them? Because they're like a corporation. I never heard. I never uh, heard of them. Heard no. They're like corporation owned. They have billions of dollars to bring up farms, but they just don't have quality. All I'm gonna say too, to kind of touch on that. Sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody out there who has an Instagram, go follow the Blacklist. Um, they do all information on the cannabis industry, on what's actually going on uh, behind the scenes, yeah. behind the curtains, what companies don't want you to believe. So uh, anybody out there who wants to know anything about MedMen, 
you can find it out there. You great, can also great find it on another uh, Instagram page, uh, Beard Bros. Yes, Beard Bros are great. Yeah, um, they have a lot of amazing people. Yeah. Um, shout out Beard Bros. Shout I just, out Blacklist. I just follow the Pop Brothers at all. Shout out Pop Brothers at all too. <laughs> you guys are all cool. Um, but they, I, I'm not gonna go into too much detail. I'm not gonna shout anybody out. Um, Fidel's is all love. Um, but inform yourselves. Yeah. Out there. So yeah. so so that's what's happening. So um, and then so so real quick too. So to, so, so okay, just to just to not to like just jump off from that real quick so somebody like just wants to go you know go in they got to be 21 what about everybody that's not 21 because we we all said we've been smoking since we if you have a wreck you could go without being 21 as long as you're 18 and over 18 but what 18. about the kids like okay so i'm gonna this is a real thing right the kids the, the kids have real issues like epilepsy and all that well no not even that because i that's without saying right like the parents should be able to get because this is medicine as well it's used to treat all kinds of stuff, right? I mean, like AIDS patients and cancer yes, patients and, absolutely. and anxiety. I'm not saying like this works for everybody across the board. It doesn't. Um, I have a cousin who's been smoking since we were kids. I mean, but he smoked every single day and he quit because um, it was it was messing up. It was making him more anxious. His anxiety increased. He cut it out and he was better. So he gave it up. You know what I mean? After a lifelong smoker. Mm -hmm. So... I'm not saying like this works across the board for everybody. Everybody's yeah. different, mm -hmm. but um, I forgot where I was going with this point. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, hey, man, hey. <laughs> and my whiz laugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, let's loop it back around. I totally forgot where I was going with that. Jeez. Um. Well, the, so real quick, too, to to. Uh, explain to everybody out there because we live in a beautiful age of Google. Um, the medical program in California is run by the California Department of That's Public where I was going Health. with it. I wanted to stay back in the medical thing, but go ahead. You're good. Um, so, yeah, so I knew, I knew we were going to move yeah. back to the medical part. Um, so, the California Department of Public Health runs the uh, marijuana medical program. Um, so you go to them, you get a medical marijuana identification card, um, and it was established to create a state-authorized medical marijuana identification card, um, along with a registry database for verification of qualified patients and their primary caregivers. Um, that is directly from the, the California Department website. of Public Health. I know website. I was going with this. I think I was going to say, like, what about the kids like us who were smoking weed at 13, 14, 15 years old? When I remember too, because this is the beautiful part, while I'm young, I grew up in the time where it was still completely illegal in California, um, where we went to those fake doctors who gave <laughs> those us the medical doctors. cards for $20, $30, and you could go into a dispensary that was completely illegal, and you could get Now, Ray took me so that I go to one on Ventura Boulevard that was like 80 bucks. Nah, nah, nah. It was like forty bucks. Nah, I could have sworn it was more. Some what of them it? charge like hundred fifty. Yeah, they do. Like well, maybe you got it was. cookies. Fuck, man! You're talking about <laughs> an eighth that normally what you could get anywhere for like forty, fifty bucks. Let's say at the most. But they'll say face value like sixty, not including taxes. So when you pay with the tax, it's like another twenty, thirty dollars on top of it. So you're paying Jeez. seventy to eighty bucks for a fucking eighth. Yeah, that it's like what the fuck, man. So, so my thing is, when you first said it can get this 
50 bucks where that's what i'm trying to like oh see that's you know i do my i like i said i do my homework on a lot of shit you know i, I read on trying okay. growers where they're able to you know put out their product and then i'll go check it out you know I, the one that i've been going to for the last four years i want to say has been uh tlc where the jungle boys mm-hmm. shout out jungle boys yeah and you know they put a lot of information out there but nothing over there even when the taxes increased they took a big load of it so the consumer or their patients wouldn't have to pay for it. As long as you had your metal, medical recommendation, you were fine. Yeah. The ones that go in there for recreational, like I said, get taxed the most. You know, Versus, let's say, I go in there if I want to buy a gram with my rec, 16 bucks. Before, it was like 15 so it's only like a dollar increase that, that they're charging. With a medical rec. With medical. But if you go recreational, it's $26. For a gram. For a fucking gram. Yeah. Big difference right there, you know? So it's like shit. So who's getting that tax money? I mean, where's that tax money going? So that actually, um, <laughs> California is screwing over everybody. They're screwing in the cannabis over industry. Everybody in the cannabis industry, all the way to the patients, all the way from the cultivators. Um, so to kind of explain who's getting taxed, uh, because it starts at the very beginning. It starts with the cultivators themselves. Um, every process of growing cannabis now is being taxed um every phase of it every single part of the plant itself that you have even up to waste is getting taxed then you that, said waste yes even cannabis waste so waste what what does that mean it no is, i mean yeah I, I mean i think well yeah go ahead and explain like it but the, like how can they tax waste like the stalks well, in the stems in the yeah, the trimming like that's geez. being taxed because you got to get a company to dispose of that Okay. That's the word. What about composting it? It's not a thing right now. It's not. There's a lot of things where some of this, like a lot of these legit places, the weed that they have on display, once they sell out of it, they can't use that. They got to dispose of it and they have to hire a company to come pick up all this weed to dispose of. And real quick, too, like, (laughs) what are they doing? doing Perfectly fine weed, man. (laughs) That's kind of something that. In my my future vision that I want to deal with specifically is the the waste end of it and like the stalks and the stems, that's going into the trash and that whether it's used as hemp, right? Yes, exactly. There's many things you can do with that. Take that and turn it into clothing. Turning it into the products that we're using to grow, using it for trays, using it for for homes, for shelters. Yeah, even donate it off to to homeless shelters to build homes for. Um, there's so many things that we could be doing with this, but instead California has a lockdown to where it's being, there's specific procedures, specific processes. And if you don't do that process, then well, BCC is coming knocking and you're going to be on your knees. BCC. Did you already mention BCC? Bureau of Cannabis. Bureau of Cannabis. Con- control. And that's the website that you were on earlier? No. So that's, that BCC. That, so that's, that's the other thing about <laughs> California is you have so many different departments that have their hands in this industry uh from the california public health to uh the the bureau of cannabis control to uh sheriffs local uh to if anything happens federally if it's going across state lines now it's a federal case um agriculture um water and uh electricity um every department has something to do with the cannabis industry so it was better off the way it was the way it was yeah, you know you had a wreck 
The days of thirty-five dollar ace are over. Oh, are yeah. over. You won't be able to find a thirty-five dollar ace, oh, and if you if you again. go to a trap shop like that, that's they'll it. be shut down in a week. Exactly. The only shops that you can go to that still have those prices are the boo boo shops. Yeah. But and, going to some of those shops, sometimes you run the risk of getting like the uh, bootleg carts uh. that are you know with contaminants, mm-hmm. also flour that's grown nasty. You, you don't know? know what you're getting. You don't know what you're getting. So the only the good so thing there is there's this, good and bad because it, it, it's regulated now. Like so everything much, is sealed, right? Like you have you, you brought can some have samples. Like a, you can't have like the deli up service like before you go and they pick your you. nugs. Exactly. Now it's prepackaged. You right. can't have your hands on it. And if I'm gonna be completely honest too, um, I don't I don't care about blowing the nose on this. Um, it still didn't change anything though. It just changed packaging. Mm. That's it. Um, you still have a plethora of companies who I won't name, uh, who are selling bad products, who are legal, who are recreational, who are selling, uh, cannabis that has been sprayed with pesticides that have cancer residue. Well, not residue, cancer causing causing residues on it. Um, you have people with concentrates that are putting out butane product mm-hmm. when it's being marketed as something else. Do you think the butane is what's messing everything up, like no. with the vapes no. and stuff, or, or is that is no, that that's a whole nother that's that's a situation? Whole issue. I was that's ask the, you, do you think that it's mostly the concentrates that's contaminated versus just the flour alone? Be completely honest, it's everything. There's no there's no fine line in that one. That's uh. Yeah, no, it's even why, even. It, why is that though? Is that just a lazy, lazy grower? Lazy, a lazy, lazy grower that doesn't care about their product, who don't know what they're doing, uh-huh. yeah, um, or they're they're doing. just they don't have their eyes on their product, and that's the big thing is as so a it, grower, it could be just fools trying to come up in the game. Like, okay, you know, they have, they see an opportunity, which is cool, but they don't know the actual like science and the delicacies, yes, delicacies that absolutely. or the the delicate process that goes we, into growing. Quality. We have a we have a term for these people. They're <laughs> they're chads. Chads. Yes, 2020, it's over for the Chads because uh, we're gonna run you guys out <laughs> of business. So these guys, they don't. That's funny, bro, because you look like a Chad amongst us in here. <laughs> I do, I do, and I, I always feel like one. But test me, test my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Young white mama. Um, so that's the big difference between us and everybody else, and that's what makes a Chad a Chad is they don't understand the plant itself they haven't been Mm. doing this for years they haven't dedicated their life to it they don't love this plant they don't have passion for it they don't smoke the plant there's a lot of people out there who don't even smoke in any form and they even trash talk the plant but yet they're trying to capitalize off of Mm. the the lucrativeness and the amount of money that can be made from this industry um and even like the celebrities trying to put their name on products (laughs) like what is that that's like white labeling it's it's just putting a face to it just like okay maybe maybe if i put this face on it it'll sell sell. and it does and it It does does. like you can't dispute the fact that okay if i take snoop dogg and throw his face on a product. Corrupt. And I pay him for it. And he's not even like, he doesn't even come to the facility or anything. I'll mm-hmm. just give him a check. It's going to sell. It is. It's, it's going to make <laughs> a lot of money. And it's a sad thing because then you have, that's how you have boof products yeah. with great faces behind them. And then that hurts them as a person. Yeah. Like and it's, and it's, so and it's people that we like, right? And look up to. So yes. let me tell you a story, dude. So when I got laid off um, from my Boeing job, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm not even connected there. I can say it. <laughs> I'm like, I got to stop for a second. But um, I was, you know, I was looking for a job. And then I just, 
I don't know how I found it, but I I was I applied for like a sales uh, distributor to uh, like dispensaries for a company, and it was a big rapper um, trying to get in the in the game. And like you're saying, he had no clue. I'll say it was Ghostface. It was Ghostface Killer with the whole like woo goo. And I think it was the initial growers that grew like corrupt Moon Rocks. Hmm. They were trying to do like another thing with with uh, with Wu Tang. Well, not Wu Tang, but with Ghostface. Ghostface. Uh, in particular, and he didn't even smoke. And I was in a meeting there, and he was like, they had to explain, like like you're saying, like the, the simple processes, or I guess it's not simple, though, but it was like trying to explain to him something he didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's Ghostface, like one of the great, best, greatest, you know, rappers of all time. I love Ghostface, you know. Um, so it was weird. It was a weird thing. And that thing was, it was whack from the very beginning because it's like, I would go, I'm like, all right, you, you sell a pound to the dispensary, you go to the dispensary, hey, are you guys carrying this product? No, well, let's get it in your shop, blah, blah, blah. Here it is, here's some posters, put it up. If you guys gather some, you know, some uh, people want to are interested in it, then, you know, give me a call, right? So I went to all these dispensaries in the valley, you know, made those connections. It's all sales, right? You sell a pound, you get, you know, you get paid a commission. But it, it was like, it seemed like it was phony, Dude, because I would go back to the shop and then they would say, oh, no, we're cool. We're, you know, it's, we don't really have a demand for it right now, whatever. I come back and they got it in there. You know, this is after I turn in the names, you know, what I mean, the leads of these shops that I hid. And like, all right, I talked to this person. Here's the, the person I talked to. Here's the, the connect. So it's like they were like having dummy me like, you know, these sales guys go out there and like do the groundwork and like, all right, we're not even going to. I'm done. I left in like a month. No. And I mean, it was like, it, it, it sounds lucrative. That's, right? a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. Like within the industry itself is, uh, the workers, <coughs> workers are not compensated and it's, and they're misled in fact, right off the get. I think so. Um, and it's been like that for forever. That's since the beginning. And it's just now starting to change because of the rise of social media and these Instagrams like Blacklist and Beard Bros shouting these companies out who are screwing over their employees. Um, Back in the days that we remember when it wasn't legal, um, there was no way that an employee could ever be compensated if done wrong. What, are they going to run to a cop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, you just blew yourself, too. And, and back then, they would have taken you in anyways. Yeah. So it's it's been a it's been a lose-lose for so long that uh, now the tides are turning. The tides are turning, but... Yeah, because, like, back, you know, when it was started just to go uh, medical, like, you actually had bud tenders, right? Yes. Where they would actually have to measure out the... So whatever you're buying the eighth whatever right and you, you. they pick your nugs and you're like oh let me get that fat one right there you know what i mean you could like and they would literally they didn't grab it with their hands but they would use like gloves Chops. or chopsticks uh-huh. or little tweezers whatever i even remember but so they actually gloves. yeah gloves but they actually were doing work like now it's already packaged uh, so you stand there. you just stand there yeah, and so it's it's a it's a health quote unquote yeah, it's, it's which it makes sense issues. it's a health issue because it can't be contaminated um, which is then it's the catch twenty two is it's some of these companies are still selling contaminated products so right. yeah awkward so it's like it's like it's still it's still a gray area yeah absolutely no matter what I absolutely. mean as far as down to the very process of growing yeah in California to in 
to, to kind of put California on blast, they're not helping at all with this. With all these taxes that's happening and everything that they're how they're handling this and the the, the hoops that they're making people jump through um, is what's causing all of this. Um, and then the mere fact that companies can get away with the things that they're getting away with, with no consequences, um, it doesn't deter anyone. Um, it's it's still a very gray area, and that also doesn't help because of how federally illegal it is. Um, everyone still treats it like it's a very bad thing, like it's an illegal thing, even though it's legal. Yeah. And it's... Now, like the people's minds are finally starting to change, but it's not there yet. Um, <laughs> so, like taxes too, and this is this is kind of my big thing that I wanted to go over, and like that I want to. I'm interested to see change over the next few years, and uh, I want to be on the forefront of this too. But how it's being spent? So to kind of encapsulate. 2018, California brought in $300 million in taxes. In, tw- in taxes. In 2018, California brought You're in- right, bro. What are we, what's going around right now, by the way? So we're I passing wanna... around some some runts grown by Fidel's. This is, this is our, like your signature this, product. This, yeah, this is our trademark, our, our namesake, um, what got us big and what baby. a lot of people out there know us for. Because you guys are blowing up right now, right? Oh, it's big. We're big. Um Shout out Fidel's and Fidel Hydro uh, and all of our fans, everybody out there who's listening from Instagram, uh, who's been following along with us. You guys are the realest. Um, this is just the beginning. Just the beginning. Mark my words. I want to talk more about Fidel's, you know, later at, you know, when we loop back around. But I don't. I didn't mean to cut you off <laughs> because okay. homie Theo's over here choking. So I wanted to make sure everybody okay. knew what we were. <laughs> What was going around? So it's the runs from Fidel's. Right. <laughs> no joke, too. It's the it's it's the real runs. The real runs. The real nice runs. Yeah, some fire, man. Yeah, sure. Thank you, thank you. Um, um, so I'm sorry. So you're back to yeah. 300 million dollars so, in 2018 in taxes. 300 million dollars, and the only other. How much in sales? Do you know? Or is that number that can 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 that even that's, be? That's like, a number quantified? that. Uh, I mean that that's this is talking. Just recreational or medical? Just just recreational. Okay. Um, the taxes from recreational. Okay, At least that's it. what I pulled off of. The oh, that's right. Because there isn't taxes when you have a medical. Well, there is. It's the, just tax. It's less. Yes. It's not as much. Okay. It's not like in the excise is different. The taxes going to the state are different. Um, yeah, federal taxes. It's also the amount you can get recreational. You're only allowed to get an ounce. Thing. Medical, you can get up to eight ounces. The amount, and the amount of plants that you can and grow. You can is grow too. too. You can yeah. grow up to ninety nine plants with a medical card. With a medical with card. With a medical card. Rec, we can only grow. I believe it's eight or sixteen. I thought it was twelve. Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> eight, sixteen, sixteen. Twelve. One of them. Which is a. It's a. Very big difference. Very, very big difference. Um, but also, there's the people who need it. There, there's people out there who need that. Um, it's just hard now when California has made it so that they have to give up certain rights to to, yeah. to take in on this right. When I believe that this should be a right that's given to any man born on this earth. I mean, like I like I was saying earlier, like <laughs> who's to say that you can or can't do this? It's like why, why? Yeah, and so why is why is it wrong? You know, why do exactly. they say like, oh, you, this is illegal, and we're gonna lock you up in a cage because of this plant? 
It just makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, and so to kind of like bring this into um, reality on how it's being spent, um, 2016, we, we reached an annual tax revenue in industry of almost a million, uh, billion dollars. Wow. Um, it was, I believe, around $635 million dollars. Um, total state and local cannabis tax revenues. Um, how it w- how was that spent though? Is the big question, and this is my my big issue. Um, so 140 million dollars were to um, low income children in childcare. I I, I love that. Um, that's that's big. 44 million went to police and fire departments in cities with dispensaries. 39 million went to combat illegal grows and wildland restoration. 37 million went to helping thousands of at-risk youth. Um, let's put kind of a question mark on that one too. Um, go into that one deeper. Um, 30 million dollars were given to community reinvestment grants for social workers. 21 million dollars were given to safer roads. 57 million dollars were given to license and regulate the industry. Um, 57 million out of 635 million dollars, by the way, were given to license and regulate the industry. To double back on that one, fifteen million were given to cannabis science and policy research. Fifteen million, fifteen million out of six hundred and thirty-five million to research. Um, what do you need to research though? Everything. Okay. Everything. Um, to be able to bring facts to people's faces that you can't you can't deny a fact. Um, and re- you get facts from research, um, from studying the plant, from studying the effects of plants on people, from studying the effects on the plant on different kinds of people, different illnesses, um, different ages, different all the different variables and effects and the different compounds. And so that's another big thing is when people talk about cannabis, they kind of put it under one drug, right. quote unquote drug, one plant. Um, when in fact it's it's made up of different compounds, hundreds of different compounds, um, that each specific one has a different duty. It targets a different, uh, has a different purpose, a different job to do. Um, so to kind of break that down in specifics, you've got THC, most known uh, compound. Right. It's what gets you high. Um, CBD, the second most known compound. Then you have the ones that people don't really know that do have a big effect on you. CBG, CBN, CBC. Um, I never heard of those. All I, all I know is CB, CBD. CBG is the next one that's going to come out. They yes. started talking about and that's been in there for a while. Wow. Um, so each one targets, what does that mean? They're targeting a different thing. So each one has then different compounds within itself that targets anxieties, uh, appetite um stress um liver problems brain um functions psychological psychological ptsd that's big ptsd depression depression, um because and i can speak specifically myself from uh the depression side um and anxiety is i i truly stand behind the fact that if i didn't smoke cannabis when I was younger and in high school, I wouldn't be here in front of everybody. I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in. I wouldn't be able to advocate and push and grow the cannabis that we grow for everybody. 
and explain why we do what we do um, and be able to relate to all the different generations. I think that's my, my big power play and what I do, I get to do is I can speak out to older generations, to the OGs, to you guys who have been smoking for years upon years. Um, I can speak out to the younger kids. Um, and that's, that's kind of a big gray area too, is the way that everything's headed is what does that mean for the kids who are going to be turning 21, turning 18, who will be able to smoke? What is all not, this if they're mean? not smoking already. If they're, they're not, dude, which they're, everybody they're smokes. Everybody, exactly. <clears throat> That's so, a crazy thing right there. Everybody smokes. Yeah. And I, well, okay. No, 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 no. No, for real, though. I mean, you, you, police officers. I know a couple. Um, doctors, lawyers. Your pastor might yeah. be smoking. Or, <laughs> you know, he may not be smoking, but he might. You brought some... Um, some, some capsules or yeah, some, edibles, some edibles, like in some way tinctures. They're taking yeah, yeah, yeah. in some ways, yeah, lotions. <clears throat> uh, yeah, 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 topicals and creams and. Yeah. At work, so, I see so many people. Like I just see so much shit because I work outside. Yeah. So I, I see shit go down. I see the people that smoke. I even see people that are growing pot in their backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this one guy. I won't say his <laughs> name. He's a celebrity. He posts his shit. He lives on my route. Yeah. And every time I just go there randomly when he has a pack, shoot shit with him. Yeah, he has his shit outdoor right there in front of everybody. The whole neighborhood knows that he grows his own pot. <laughs> and no one says nothing to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Throw by. No. It's, it's, it's very interesting. And I think that speaks for itself. Grandmas. Grandmas. Shout out grandmas. Grandma. Shout out grandmas. Yeah. Let me tell you a story. So I grew up, um, uh, we used to go to my uncle's house. Um, <laughs> let me mute you, bro. While <laughs> oh, wait, I pushed the wrong button. There we go. No, we're good. Um, we used to go to my uncle's house, like maybe once a week, like to go have dinner. My uncle was, uh, um, he worked at a big company and, uh, he got out early. Right. And he'd make dinner every night for his family. And, uh, I remember we used to roll up and I would smell that smell. Right. <laughs> and you smell I'm like, what is that? He'd just be chilling in his garage, you know, have to get home from work, relax, smoke a couple, and he'll start barbecuing and start making dinner for us. And we used to, I used to love going over there because it was like we had a legit meal. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He would make food feast. like every night, a feast. And um, I know I know now that he was smoking weed this whole time, you know? And uh, just That's, that's probably why the food was so good. Yeah. Go swimming and absolutely. Shout out Theo. You know who you are if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. And think about it too. Stoners, they do make the best food. Because we we put in things that you wouldn't normally think of. Um but it's it's something that it all ages smoke. And that's an incredible thing. You have people who started smoking at twelve. You have people who started smoking younger. I know someone who started smoking at six, seven. Um, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's super crazy, but that's also the accessibility that it's it's had throughout the years too. Um, it's always it's always been there. It's always right? been there. It's always been there. So do you think it was good for us to start that young? Honestly, I don't come back think, in the mic. I don't I don't think everybody I think certain people, yeah, they could handle it early age. Yeah. But I think of it if I would have started later on, I would have had more of my motivation to do a lot more than I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I feel, honestly feel that if you start at an early age, it's going to deter you to do a lot of shit that you yeah. are capable of doing, but you really won't. And I, I can I can agree with that, too. And I think. At so the so of, you're aff- re- are affirming some of those 
Yeah, I cannabis you know, stereotypes. I, I struggled a lot to get yeah. to where I'm at. You know, I did a lot of shit, and I know that. I mean, I don't regret smoking pot. I don't at all. It did a lot good for me, mm-hmm. but to get to places that I needed to get to, I should have hold on off on it yeah. rather than partying all the time or you right. putting that first. You yes. know what I mean. And that's that. That was the, kind of the question I was going to ask too. Is do you think it was a surrounding thing too that fed into it? Do you think if you were smoking under a different uh, surrounding situation, that it would have held different motivation wise? Hmm. I think so because I know there were times where I'd be out with you know friends of mine and we'd be smoking and we'd end up thinking of some shit together and the creativeness would come out of it. You know, yeah. Where I would feel that. You know, this kind of like helped me think about something else that I normally wouldn't have been thinking if I was just normal. Right. Or not yeah. normal, but just not stoned. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Because you know? I think that was like on my counter end why I ended up lucky with the motivation is because I was a black sheep. And mm. I I isolated myself. You hippie, long haired hippie, right? <laughs> ever ever since ever since birth, <laughs> I isolated myself in high school. Um, <coughs> I didn't really roll with no crew, um, and so for me that like it, it was a I don't know I didn't really have a lit phase, um, but that's very rare, very very rare. So when I looked at like especially young. Like when you started smoking, did you start habitually smoking? Yeah, we became instant for me and my boys. We became instant stoners to where, see, that's, that's another thing. All we wanted to do, right? And you, you would buy, get lucky to buy a, a little nickel bag or like a ten or a piece diamond. or a, a, di- a diamond. And then a twenty sack was huge. <laughs> yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, and we became like just instant. But we we associate like the thing is though, like we never stopped like doing kid shit. Like we play basketball. Right, and we smoke after, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and we go back to playing basketball and like video games. So it wasn't like a, you know, like, and then I we got into music, like redis, you know, just discovering new music and listening to like Jimi Hendrix and, oh yeah, my dad has his albums. I got the Led the Led Zeppelin like this, you know, the whole like box set. Um, so stuff like that. I don't I don't think it was like oh let's just do dumb shit. Yes. <laughs> See, and I think that's also to another common misconception <laughs> is it's been something where a few cases have been run as a majority um, in the fact that the mass majority of youth that are smoking aren't going out and doing stupid Dude, things. we were in sixth grade, bro. We were scraping the pipe to smoke resin. Resin? That's hard. <laughs> sixth bro, grade. In sixth Fortnite grade. Smoking the resin. Wow. I swear, bro. We roll it up. that too, man. You roll it up like a booger, put yeah, it back in. put it right when back I'd in. I'd run out of weed, I'd I re- do that. Yeah. Man. Scrape the shit I remember out of that. Man. Scraping the bowl. For the, while, the especially inside getting of the it, pipe. Getting it hot with, the, with a flame right before. Uh, um. <laughs> And, and and we were smoking some booty back then, bro. We oh, was yeah. like, That's this a, is 96. Is a, it's a whole different game now. Yeah, um, the weed nowadays what, is what, just... what we're smoking and what we grow is a completely different thing than what was available even five years ago, ten years ago. Yeah. Hmm. Like, the levels of THC have just gone up. Not incredible. only that, it's just the taste terpenes. So that's the other thing, that's too. The and that's, thing now. that's why, like, okay, kids are a little more at risk now is... It's not the same kind of cannabis anymore. Yeah, you stronger. do smoke a joint of the like the, the, so, the joints we're smoking will normally put someone out. Yeah. And asleep. Yeah. It'll put um, you down. 
put you down. And yeah, then the, 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 the peanut butter <laughs> yeah. milk stout beer doesn't help either. <laughs> so um, I have this, I, I've been thinking about this, right? Because, uh, you know, my daughter's in high school and you guys have, you guys have all heard the podcast and reached out and like, yeah, it's cool. But I have my daughter in here and um, and her boyfriend and, you know, they, they're pretty open for the most part, you know, I don't really have to pry too much. I just, Hey, what's up? You know, what's going on with this, this and this, and they tell me what's happening. Right. So, um, I'm not going to name any names, but there's somebody on the softball. She doesn't play softball anymore, but she's a part of the team as a team manager and somebody, um, got in trouble for smoking. Right. And, um, I guess they smoke and I guess like your daughter, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. So some other girls on, on the, the team. team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's becoming an issue, right? Like some of the girls are like, nah, you guys need to stop, you know, and, and focus on school and sports, right? Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Do that. <clears throat> but then um, she said that one of them has said like, hey, I smoke. I don't, it's not like I don't love the game any less, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's like this conflict of like, like, and in, in me, I'm like, well, I kind of don't think there's nothing wrong with it, but yeah, do I think she should be smoking at 16? I'm like, no, but it's like, that's what we were doing. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you know what I mean? I'm like, but yeah, you should stop. Absolutely. Stop. You know, that is kind of like the, but if you're not going to stop, it's like, like, you know, why should she have to choose between playing the game? Yes. Um, yeah. And then again, it's like the, the coaches don't enforce it. The school already knows like, I mean, if you really want to stop what's going on, then you would like enforce some type of rule, like, "Hey." Uh. <laughs> when I think more, more, more now than ever, too, people are starting to understand that that sixteen, because I agree too. I think eighteen is where people should start smoking. Um, but at the same time, is am I hypocritical for saying that because I was smoking before eighteen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So I won't. I can't enforce that. But. Um, People are acceptable with 16-year-olds, 14-year-olds smoking under certain parameters because it's not as frowned upon anymore. Um, so I agree, too. Should a child, a kid, a youth be forced to stop something that they love because they might smoke every once in a while? Mm -hmm. As long as they're not doing anything stupid, yeah. I'd, why? What's the point in that? Because maybe they're using it for the right reasons. Maybe with softball and what any athlete. Let's let's talk about sports in general. They just they uh, just they yeah, just uh, what it does to your body and the and the effect of smoking or even using edibles or topicals. And they just um, baseball has some really strict rules, and they just uh, went they you know relaxed that that um, marijuana rule. Yeah, marijuana rule. Huh. I, I believe it was baseball um, that just happened. Because it's like, yeah, these guys, some of them use it to recover. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, look at like NBA and off season, how many athletes oh, no. have openly <laughs> used cannabis. Uh -huh. um, look at football, how many athletes have openly used cannabis. Um, UFC, mm -hmm. any sport we could go on and on and yeah. on. Has oh, dude, Nate Diaz lights it up on right on, on the right in the way. Right. He's yeah, he's a huge pusher of his CB, CBD pen, company, which yeah. it, maybe it's just THC. It, <laughs> um, but everyone is using this on an athlete basis because of the effects that it it has recovery wise on your body, and 
to even take it another step further is the effects that it has a recovery on your mind because it's being an athlete's also a very taxing thing. So to be able to relax at the end of the day and have something that's helping your body, your aches and your pains, um, yeah, why wouldn't you use it? Especially since it's not something that's um, grown in a lab. It's right. a plant. Right. Grown in the lab, meaning all kinds of like other ingredients go into yeah, yeah. additives and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, different compounds added to it. Chemicals. That's that. I think that's the big, the big word. Chemical. Chemicals. Yeah. Um, because this plant's not a chemical plant. It's not formed by chemicals. Um, it is a chemical and it is formed by chemicals, but it's a natural. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. Everything. Word, everything natural, is a chemical. Yeah. Orga- yeah. Organic. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you want to say about it. And that's a big thing too, right? Like you guys have like um like. Is there like strains that are like labeled organic? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I have family members that only eat, you know what I mean? Like, free range uh, chickens and beef and everything organic produce. There's companies that come out and say that they're organic. Yeah. But no one really knows, right? I or, think that's kind of like what well, you were getting at earlier. It was like. So, and this is kind of the beauty too. And this is what I love about. Thank you. Shout out to Fidel for letting me kind of uh, take a big step on this, this company. Is as a grower, I can combat this um organic is also a style of growing uh so it's it's what the nutrients you're putting into it now okay now we can come back to the root of what you just said is then again is anything really organic what does that mean so break yeah. down the compounds and the chemicals that are going into the nutrients um is where companies state they're organic now another miscon uh, misconception um, is companies saying they're organic because they're sun grown? Sun grown meaning another word for outdoors. outdoors. Um, sun grown also being uh, the hybrid greenhouses because um, greenhouses are also taking on a whole nother uh, route with light depth, um, which is like light deprivation. It's it's combining the two of indoor and outdoor um, into one. Um, so there's a huge 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 outburst right now of different things happening yeah did you guys see his uh makeshift bong right there i did i was gonna comment on that what's it it's called the, the model bong i was gonna say that's an actual piece meant for huh one. yeah exactly I it screws it. i saw this on a, it screws right on onto side. any water bottle almost any water bottle. Oh, almost wow and yeah you just pop it up He's got a big bottle of smart water uh, screwing on the top. Then you smart. Just load your down stem. Down stem goes in the water. Then you pack your one. That's a real one. There I got go. a fake one on here too. <laughs> so it works perfect. Because I have, you know, a lot of bombs. <laughs> they get dirty so fast and it's so hard to keep them clean all the time. And we just, you know, fucking. Those cleaning units are fucking expensive, man. Oh, man. Just to keep a ray clean. Well, and I, I like that too because that's like an ode to like the high school days of creating makeshift pieces, <laughs> yeah. like before getting glass pieces or anything. Uh, um, I just remember having a smart water bottle actually uh, that I made a bong out of with duct tape, and <laughs> I took duct tape around paper, just normal paper, made it into a downstem. Weed will turn you into an engineer it for does, real, it does. MacGyver <laughs> stuff. Like if you want to smoke? 
Yeah. I back then, I would smoke out of a can if I had none. Yeah. Cans, apples. Apples, yeah, apples. apples is still one of my favorites. You, you know, you know my cousins. Yeah. My cousins used to get a, a toilet bowl or like a, a not a toilet bowl, a toilet, <laughs> a toilet uh, paper, not a toilet paper, the the cardboard. The cardboard. But for like a, a paper towels, mm-hmm. and then they, we would put um, like you know the stuff you put in your uh, dryer. Mm-hmm. The scented um, sheets. The sheets. Yep. Yeah, just blow just, it out. Just blow it out. Oh yeah, no, make like a sploof. Yeah, they they made a yeah, word for it. I've tried that before. A spoof? Oh no, it don't work that good. But <laughs> no, I, saw, I, I saw it on YouTube. I used one and and I almost got caught. It's like what's the one. point? Like it's, why? Although, for I remember too the good old days of having to hide this smoke by turning on the shower, getting it really steamy, <laughs> yeah, then using the spoof, <laughs> and then having like a Febreze or like a oh, air man. freshener or a candle. Yeah. Mom, dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> my my dad told me the other day, he's like, Man, I knew all your secrets. What do you think what do you think I am? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I always got caught. I, I always I always was I was oblivious to it. But my dad was a, like a hardcore, you know, hippie, like so Free he, Yeah, man, like awesome. all that stuff. So it's like he's like awesome. he told me the other day, he's like, Man, I knew. <laughs> I was like, I knew all along. I'm like, oh, all right, that's awesome. <laughs> it's just a different, you know. I, my mom would like always, like I'd come in, she would instantly look at me like from across the room and know I was high. My mom too. You're high. Yep. I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just piercing. Shout out to the moms. They yeah. always know. My mom would Big always grill me when she would get me, and she'd find it. She would always either find my pieces or my weed. Mm-hmm. She never would catch me in the act. She yeah. only catch me after, right. so I was cool. But man, I went through so many pipes because of her. She would mm-hmm. break them, leave yep. them there, to show me that she broke them, that I found it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see that hurts. That she would leave it there for you yeah. too. At least I never, I never had to experience that. I just got the word, "Hey, I broke your your." No, I got pipe. to see it firsthand. Thanks, thanks, mom. <laughs> Shout out, mama. Shout out, mom. <laughs> so tell us, you brought a bunch of product here, man. Um, yes. So. So you've I been did. I don't I mean we 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 know you're in the industry so you're with Fidel's right correct. this is the this like is correct. this is like some of the hottest product on the street so and the, everywhere right the word around town town being America <laughs> oh um, well actually town being the world this is a worldwide team now um yeah. Fidel's is the real real deal on the street people are really really talking about us and it's actually kind of a, it's been interesting scene um, to kind of give some background into me myself real quick. We'll we'll get deeper into that in another time. Um, <laughs> Fifty eight minutes in, we're getting into the the intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew uh, for Cookies Maywood, um, okay. which is the first cookies cultivation site down in down here. SoCal. Um, now. I, uh, Cookies is a Northern California brand, right? Yes, correct. Or dispensary. Burner. Burner. Uh, Jigga. Um, I wasn't sure dope, if we could dope say people. the name. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Burner and Jigga. Um, y'all, y'all the realest. Shout out Serge. Um, Serge Cannabis over at uh, Cookies Maywood. You're yeah, a real one, no, Brody. Um, that's my brother. That's my brother over there. Um, They're going to say Serge from System of a Down. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not him. Not Ron Surge. But uh, I left Cookies Maywood um, and then came over to Fidel's and Fidel kind of took me under his wing um, and let me 
just gave me free reign to, to run free with. Yeah, do my thing. Nice. Just to flourish. So um, as a grower, what did you do at Cookies? So as a grower at Cookies, I was uh, the, the manager of the um, the fertigation. So that's the clones, the moms, um, all the new life. So any any of those strains um, that were coming out, I, I had a hand in the, the clone process. Every single plant that was there my hand touched i took care of every single day looking at um and so that's actually been my forte that's that's what i started doing at first i never i didn't grow actual wheat at first i just grew the moms Mm -hmm. and the clones coming from it um creating new plants which then were an exact identical copy of the plant it came from um in female form so you could go flower out the, the cuts, the clones that I was giving out. Um, each mom, the, the older it got, you could you could get anywhere from, from five, you could get all the way up to 200, 300 cuts from one mom. Mm-hmm. Um, How uh, long do the moms last, though? So that's that's kind of up to you as a grower. Um, if, I, if I'm going to be real in, in what you should do. Um, but then again, it's it's growing weed is it's it's a pre- uh, preference um to each person um but i like to go no longer than six months you can go up to a year you can go up to two years with one mom mm-hmm. but the way you have to look at it is the more times that you take a cut from it the more you're degrading it the further away you're getting from the genetic line of that plant um also too the longer that you go to grow it the more nutrients you're putting into it um especially since the majority of people are lazy and they don't know anything about doing flushes tea brews um any big components um that really cleanse out and flush out the root system um of any nutrient lockup any buildup um dude how'd you learn all this dude like this is like a chemist so, so a, I was uh, really, really blessed. I was botanist. incredibly blessed. Um, I feel like a botanist just without the actual certification. Um, I It's a combination of self-knowledge and self-learning. Um, and then big, just huge... Being, being a seeker and learner of, of... Absolutely. Being very... Like, I've always had a curiosity and a love and a passion for it. But then um, the big, big two influences on my growing has been surge cannabis and fidel hydro um those are my brothers those are family forever um the the knowledge that they've given me and the time that they spent with me on facetimes phone calls uh face to face um it's it's irreplaceable um especially for a 23 year old uh i that's another reason why too i can't disrespect them and the knowledge that they've given me um, yes, yeah, the OGs have taught you. Yeah, and I the- yeah, so I have to I have to do due diligence in spreading the word, but doing it right, doing justice, um, and really bringing this together. I have a very powerful pedestal moving forward because of the the state that we're in, cannabis wise. Um, being a union and also knowing the game um, and being respected on all aspects is huge. Um, and I just want to use that to to further push the right agenda um mm. with this but uh growing wise fidel and serge have been a huge thing um with my life um but it's also just been a experience thing and this is a big thing that growers like people give up right away because they encounter problems 
and these problems like it, it's it's tiring <laughs> it's very very tiring I've growing heard. cannabis i've heard um to be completely honest it's very it's why is it tiring because we live in three month four month intervals mm-hmm. um especially indoor so mm-hmm. speaking indoor um where a- anything can go wrong at any given time on different many different areas from irrigation and plumbing to ac to lights and electricity to the plants itself to nutrients to fans to to cops to people to <laughs> everything like there's there's so many different problems yeah um but the second that you harvest your crop you're taking two three weeks off and bouncing right back into it mm-hmm. there's no break no break to this yeah. well you get little micro breaks no micro breaks. And but as far as the the day to day process of taking care of a of a crop, how long is that? What what does that look like? Like five, six, seven, eight hours a day. That's different for every person. And to be completely honest, too, like the majority of people, like I said, are are lazy. Um, mm. uh, Take shortcuts. Yes, and and it's something to where even I, as a, a grower, don't get to spend as much time as I wish I could mm. with my plants. If I could, I would be spending twelve, ten hours a day with my plants wow. um, at least eight at the lowest eight would be my minimum right. um, so it's definitely a full-time job to to grow quality oh, yes to grow quality cannabis is a f- more it's a full-time plus overtime job yeah. um to grow decent mediocre cannabis is a full-time job to grow crappy cannabis is is a part-time job um to grow cannabis in general is 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 a job so it's a it's a emerging market Right, I mean it's, it's huge. A, it's, it's I mean huge. it's, it's always all. been here, but it's like it's just so much more like uh, it just moved forward in so many ways, mm-hmm. right? Like on all forms uh, of of the cannabis is it's moving forward. So there's going to be more demand, pace. more need for like you know. There's there's so much demand for it that the supply can't keep up. Yeah. Um, we as for like Fidel's, we're struggling to keep up to our demand. Um. And they like every company is going to tell you the same thing, and that's another reason why like the the legal industry is always going to be kind of dark, is because demand is so high that you have to white label things. Mm. And if that's something that like, oop, I just pulled a, a curtain over something that's been hidden for so long. Well, okay, every single industry white labels products. I'm going to say that right now. Every single industry food. Uh, 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 boxes, uh, wood, uh, drinks, um, cannabis. Yeah. Everybody white labels. What exactly so, does that mean? So white labeling being you're buying products from one person and you're using it for multiple different companies, but it's all the same product mm. from the same person. So I'm not gonna shout any names. So but- if I if I go to like the particular brand. It, it's more than likely it came from somebody. There's else like six other up. six other different farms on that one brand. So I'm oh, without giving any you, without giving any names and giving a specific example. You have one company um, that is packaging their flour, um, one jar, but they just change the label. Yes, for the next, and they're using the same permit and the same license numbers for everything, saying it's coming from the same place. <laughs> But there's six other different facilities that this product's coming from because the de- the demand is so high, and you as a company you're not going to skip out on making money because you can't grow at one facility. 
Mm. Um, and that 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 went like I said goes for every single industry there is, selling wise, retail wise. Um, everyone white labels. Right. Um, but the cannabis industry right now, everything's so crazy that there's so many different products being made. And that's another thing too, tax wise, um, is you have concentrates, you have edibles, um, which now like edibles, you can't find something higher than hundred milligrams, 10 doses. Um, if you do, it's very rare, very lucky. And they kind of had to jump through hoops and boxes that may or may not be legal. Mm. Um, so the industry itself this is, is the, expanding. It, the the behind the scenes look at the industry. <laughs> well, yeah, a little drop. Let's raise the curtain a little bit. Nobody's talking about these things, so let's. Yeah. Why not? Um, there's a lot of a lot of things going on that aren't talked about that should be. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Yes. We're getting a refill on drinks, and uh, we'll come right back. I'm good. Stoner laughs like a fine. It's the iconic ones. <laughs> I just hope to make him laugh one day. Like, It'd be pretty easy. I, mean. I just have to smoke him out and then say some funny shit. Did you see him roll those crazy cross joints? Uh, you know, he has a weed company in Canada. Does he? Uh huh. No he has way. a weed company. Really? I, I think it's called. Shout out Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, I need to meet you. Fuck, I can't remember that. Houseplant? Huh. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, he has a weed company out there. Huh. What are your favorite some of your favorite stoner bands or artists? Um Pepper's one of them. Pepper. I got to actually smoke out with them. Really? This really? is when they had barely came out with their second album and they were barely new to California. Yeah. I had an ex girlfriend of mine. Uh she went out to Hawaii. Reggae, right? This is reggae. Uh they Dub reggae. Dub reggae. Uh, it's like all these white boys doing reggae. Yeah. Well, Hawaiians. <laughs> oh, okay. So there, she was out there, and then she brought me back their CD. And she's like, I want you to hear this. And first band that comes to your mind, let me know. So when I first heard them, it sounded just like fucking sublime. I was blown away by them. I was just like, holy shit. So I really got into them. And then they were doing a show at the Roxy. And I knew the security guard there. I went to school with him. So he let me in, and he let me backstage with them. And got to smoke with them, and it was dope. White Star was there too. That's yeah, crazy. The other band, yeah. That's really dope. What about what you? you? Um, so I really like stoner wise, band wise. I really love the reggae scene. Um, in all forms of reggae, like all. Um, so being like, so, so I'm a ra- I'm a reggae guy. So a lot of people don't like like you know the slightly stupid i love slightly like stupid revolution stupid. Revolu- all tribal the white boys seeds. yeah i love tribal but i'm saying that, like i don't have a problem with it because no. reggae is a vibe like yes. it, you you exactly. catch it exactly so um, uh, but a lot of people a lot of people are like oh no dude this is you know the traditional like yeah. bob marley right 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 um, like real like daniel tosh like all of the originals my favorite band dude is still pulse like yeah. probably of my top three bands of all time it's I just love them since I was a teenager. What band? Still Pulse. Uh, I don't think I've heard of Oh, them. dude. It, the, it's a reggae band? OG, bro. Classic. I mean, classics. Classics. Definitely like them. Um, 
What about you, Josh? What's your What's your favorite? I mean, I grew up on on that Cycle Realm album. It came out, and I think it was the only one album. I grew up on uh, album four, Cypress Hill. Um, that was like our favorite album. Shout out Cypress Hill and be real. Uh, the Bone Thugs and Harmony East 1999 album was like one of my favorites. Great album. Um, I got into Jimi Hendrix, Nirvana. The we when I was in sixth grade when we became stoners, we wore out that Nirvana unplugged um, (laughs) session. The MTV Unplugged, yeah, remember those? Yeah, good one, man. Yeah. So, you know, I, my dad opened my eyes to, like, good music, hippie music when I was a kid. So I used to listen to, like, you know, Abraxas from S- Santana when I was, you know, 12 years old. My mom like, did the same dope. for me. Yeah. She listened to you know, But he listened to everything, though, like Grand Funk Railroad, you know, to Jimmy, of course, Led Zeppelin, um, just to all kinds of stuff, blues. Um, and then I got into reggae on my own, obviously through like the the OGs. Um, and then you know later on I got into like Tribal Seeds and all those guys. And shout out shout out Tribal Seeds. I know one of the the keyboard players hmm. on there. What about you, Ray? You knew that Bay Area boom 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 that E forty E forty Mac Dre. Yeah, that's right. ASD. I was just listening to some E forty on the way. It's like that distinct Bay Area sound. I don't, I don't really love it, and but you know, it is what it is. I, I respect you, it. You it's did just... send me a Bay Area slapper the other day. Yeah, I did. Too. Did I send that to you? Uh, big hungry. Big it's hungry. Slap. That's Bay Area. I was yeah. bumping in LA. Like I, I, like I, I, I had to put my guy. windows down to bump to that one. That's how it was. It was good. Let's get big hungry a shot. Let me see if hungry. I can. Big hungry. <laughs> Pe- people were looking at me, and it's like. It is good shit. I love the name. Let me see. Let me see. I think was this it? This, is this it. was it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is hot Bay Area right now, Ray. It's got that that Bay Area little vibe. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for this, but like I'm shouting the homie out. Like, yo, go download this album or this this track, Big Hungry. Big Hungry. Early One Morning is the name of the, of the track. Right? You should be good. Yeah. This is like that new Bay Area, Bay Area uh, vibe, right? Well, I know you came up on that, that different sound, but it's evolved. It's still got the basics, though, yeah. of the bass slap. Yeah. And that's a, that's a actually, so um, I'm I'm a hip-hop head. I love hip-hop through and through because I'm a, I'm a rapper. And that's something that I put aside for the cannabis game. Hmm. I'm more of a love for this right now and more of a pedestal to push. But speaking hip-hop, the Bay Area is one of my favorite, like, sub-genres of hip-hop, I guess you would say. Um, E40 specifically being like an influence for me. Mac Dre is just, you can't go wrong with Mac Dre from the Bay. Um, too short. Too short. And his, his, his legacy in the Bay has been amazing. And then just seeing too the interesting, like the g to come out and like, uh, all of these newer Bay Area rappers. g Easy's from the Bay? g Easy's from Oakland. Yeah, he's is from he? the Bay, man. I didn't know that. He's, he's an Oakland boy. I didn't That's know why that. he's got so many songs with E40. Hmm. And like Bay people, 
He said bay people, guys, not gay people. You know, bay, bay, be with the B, B. <laughs> or bay, still post, dude. B-A-E. I can't know. You haven't heard still post. No, I haven't. Dude, this is my all-time favorite, bro. It's good. It's that old, old school. Dude, my boy Ray, like, every time, like, I'll put on anything and he'll just vibe to it. <laughs> Especially when you're stoned. <laughs> Ray's, like, Word. Ray's looking, uh... See, that's the thing. Cannabis helps you make, like, you can feel the music in your soul. You can feel it. Oh, dude, especially reggae, bro. I mean, oh, man. it doesn't get, it's just that the bass line and the drums, dude. That's what makes reggae. And I think, too, something that's always overlooked with reggae is the message. Oh, dude, nothing but positive message. Mm-hmm. Nothing but positive. Yeah, love, peace. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, that's disappointing but. last time me and you talked we were talking about like dude they would literally be peace <laughs> we were talking about cannabis like yes um if it is, wasn't such a boogeyman you know what i mean it, it's and i think that's a big reason why it will forever be blacklisted and be mm. this, like there will be a dark light casted upon the cannabis world is because it would lose too much money from governments like governments would lose too much money so would uh big pharma big all pharma. these other companies they would lose billions upon billions and then there would be too much peace so then if you want to talk about peace and what that would do i mean <laughs> think about all the companies and the people that would lose money from that banks uh yeah we can go deeper into that i would probably the military industrial complex i'd probably Boeing, disappear if Lockheed i went deeper market. into this yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to we gotta, we gotta like, go be careful. So deep. Yeah, because, you know, I'm on a high pedestal, so I can't disappear <laughs> right now. <laughs> Protect the white mama. <laughs> Hashtag it and put it up there on Instagram. Exactly. So, um, what else you brought here? Some of the, we're looking at some of the other products so, here. Yeah, we got apricot. So, some of these goods, this is some of our staples. We got apricot jack, um, papaya punch. Papaya punch. We've got some Tropicana cookies, some animal mints, animal mints. Big time. Uh, the structure on the animal mints is so, is it's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Right? amazing. Yes. Um, it, so, how, how does like like growing up, or you know, when we was like popular when we were coming up, it was like obviously it just changed right from dirt. Then the chronic came think, out. Think about it too. Think, so they were the staple strains. Even when like I first started smoking, I, they was still the staple strains. You have Dream, Green Crack, oh, okay. Northern Lights, uh, oh, Trainwreck, so Bubba, stuff. and that's after the OG Kush and all all of the like. There, me, there's the first time that I would get with Dub Chronic was late '90s. Before then, it'd be uh, Chocolate Tide, Skunk. Mm-hmm. Skunk. And that was it. Those are the only two. Cheese. The only two things that I would ever encounter with a lot. Besides, yeah. besides the stress, right? Besides stress. stress, and that was it. It was always chocolate tied stress. Stress, and that's it. And that's Back it. in the day, youngins, we used to smoke a strain called stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I've, 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 I've heard Literally many upon many stories seized. of the stress and the Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> that um, Reggie. Everything that came, and that's the other been the interesting like side of this is a lot of that stuff was either coming from up north and it was still packaged or is coming from other countries what and, are, and being imported that's why it was brick form brick form compressed yeah compressed yeah. stress like uh, yeah all that those bricks with all the stems and you like you pick they break it apart yeah um, it was bad believe it or not i remember that i got that i got blessed to see like the last year of that 
And then it was into the years of the Blue Dreams uh-huh. uh, and all the crosses that came from all of that. Cause so that's where so how do you get like a name like Apricot Jack? Like it's just the whoever. The two parents. The two yep. parents of the. Exactly. I think in a way it does work, but in a way some of the names are just dumb. Yeah. Like, I think they should just come up with a better yeah. name for it. Well, and I think the days of naming strains after candies and things that are, are appealing to children, it's done. Yeah, that's, um, that's Stop that. Over. If you're in the industry and you're you're naming a strain after a candy, stop it. <laughs> you're a Chad. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> Back to the Chads. I love that. Fuck the Chads. Um, um, so what, but, what are the two? So whoever do, whoever's listening, they may not know. There's yeah. two different. Uh, dominant strains, right? Exactly. So you got your Talk indica and your sativa. Um, so let's go back to the, to the days of where it was only a couple of strains. Is that's what it was? Indica sativa. There was no hybrid. No hybrid. Yep. There was no middle ground of anything. Um, you either leaned on the high uplifting, energizing all day high, or you were sloped, <laughs> um, smoking some OG Kush, some some straight skunk like smelled nasty stuff. Um, that gas. That's that's what I like. That's that real da- gas. Thing. Then people started figuring out, hey, these plants, these are a lot like humans. If you get them to a certain point, you make them pollinate, uh, you can make these plants pregnant, make them seed up, and you can create a new strain that has characteristics and profiles from both of these strains. That's why we get mom Sorry. and dad. So then someone took an indica, someone took a sativa, they crossed them, pollinated them, made them have plant plant babies, and you had your first hybrid. Um, I'd be very interested, actually, but, but the to sativa, find out which was the first The difference one. between the two being like indica is more Uplifting, of like a... daytime, and then a down, uh, slumping nighttime. So that's the best way i tell anyone is if you want to smoke during the daytime, go to sativa. Yep. If you want to smoke at night, go to your indica. Indicas. Otherwise, you smoke a sativa at night, you're going to be up. up. Or you're going to give yourself anxiety. Bam, and that's another thing is people like preferences. Everyone's different. Everyone's body's different. Um, Yeah, that's not everyone's the same. People who don't know like could get the wrong strain. If they're trying to treat their anxiety and they get the wrong strain, they mess up. You'll do it worse. You're yourself way worse. Um, Which is why you should always consult someone who actually knows what they're doing and isn't trying to sell you for a profit. Um, Because because there's some like if you had problems sleeping, there's some strains that'll literally just. Good night. And even then, like, it goes as far as some people don't need to smoke. And some mm. people can't smoke. Some people and some people would rather not smoke because smoke. of carcinogens. Yeah, and, uh, so there's other ways. Like, right here, right in front of us, I have my product, Mamba Meds. They're, they're THC gold caps. They're capsules. Uh, basically, for listeners, I wish you guys could see this through the microphone. But it's, um, <laughs> it's a gold pill, Take basically a like a vitamin. It'll be up on Instagram. Um... <laughs> It's nothing. <laughs> model it. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing but THC and MCT oil. So I think for it to hit me, I gotta take at least maybe the whole bottle. So that's <laughs> also the crazy thing too is it's. Do you take edibles? Well, you you uh, know your limit. You know. I know my limit. Okay. Usually edibles, it's always been iffy. Anything that's hit me would be like in the high numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 300 milligrams, 400 milligrams. Okay. So then, it would just straight knock me on my ass and yeah. put me to sleep. So you, you'll be fine with these. Like that's the same ways to kind of explain like with how much if, if you smoke with. more too, um, you'll be able to handle more. I've taken like 500 milligrams before and mm. I've been fine. Yeah. Cause um, I prefer to smoke. 
Exactly. And then not a lot of people, like, I don't know a single person, too, who can really handle 500 milligrams and not even be phased by it. Um, so for the mass majority, taking one of these 10 milligram capsules, it's you don't get high, high. You don't feel stoned, but you get the medical medicinal benefits from it. So that's I'm why give you some pushback on that. What's up? Because I ate a two, like two milligram cookie actually that I got from you from, from, uh, a certain grandma. Two milligram or two hundred? Yeah, see, but that was here here's the here's the, the ca- Well, here's the thing. I already know that I, I cannot do edibles at all. All right. There's number one. At all. Number one. <laughs> so when you said, Oh no, don't even trip, it's like five whatever it was. I two, but that's where I messed up on number two. Or ten, I don't know. Whatever it was. On the dosage. But number one number one was your thing. Number two is my thing. Um <laughs> and this is number three. I just know I just can't do edibles because it, 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 it just so that's a big, big beyond thing, gone is edibles also aren't for everyone. Um, and I think this this really goes to any substance, but especially with cannabis, because it's such a a gray area. Um, everybody's body is different. Everybody's pre- uh, preference is different. Everybody's tolerance is different. The way that your body reacts to the different uh, forms is all different. Um, some person who might get sick and really high off of edibles can also go and take a dab of concentrate at 99% THC and be not stoned and feel fine Mm -hmm. and then go and smoke two joints and be okay and then go take a bong hit and be ripped (laughs) how does that make sense because it's all everybody's different yeah everybody is the the way your body reacts to it is different so that's why me as a person but us as companies I want to be able to have every form available to anyone. Um, but because also, too, I make it myself. We don't white label. It's all f- my formula. These capsules, this is my formula. What I do to it is I do specific things that no other company does that I'm not going to give out my secrets. Right. Um, that makes the difference in it. Um but being able yeah, to just then, another option though, but like whoever, if someone doesn't like to smoke, bam, yeah. pop a mama, uh, mama med. Yeah. But the big difference though, is a lot of these other, this is the thing about the chads is they don't know what goes into their products. So they can't explain what it's going to do to you, what it's supposed to do to you, what you're supposed to feel and then be able to back it by other examples. So I, I've given these capsules to, to 15 people just to, have them all come back to me and tell me how it hit you as a person so that I can compile data. And that's the other thing that other people don't do. And this ties mm. back into research mm. um, is data compiling and then being able to see for different people so that you can tweak certain things. Um, so I've had people come to me who don't smoke um, family who have been anti-cannabis mm-hmm. and these help them sleep. Through the night. Or deal with pain. And deal with pain in the sleep through the night. Um, and they didn't get high, and they didn't feel the, the quote-unquote dank over that you would feel from an edible the next morning, or even smoking. Um, <laughs> the dank over is real for me, the bro. The dank over is real. The dank over is real. It's a real thing. Right, me and Ray, we ate an edible. Remember this? Yes. We... This is when I was like struggling. Like I had to work. I was working two jobs. I used to work overnights at like a uh, a mental uh, mentally handicapped people like homes, mm-hmm. and um, I did overnight shifts. And we're chilling on a Saturday, and you had an edible, 
a whole brownie. And I blame you <laughs> because you didn't say, you didn't tell me like, uh, yeah, there's specific dosages. Like you're only supposed to eat, you know, a quarter of it. It's a classic story, right? Everybody who eats edible, they eat too much. They eat, oh, I don't feel nothing. They pop the other, you know, another half. They pop the other part. Next thing you know, it's like almost all gone. You don't feel it right away, right? No. Yes, the no. edible gets it's the, an offset. The, it, it it gets pro- from my understanding, it gets processed by your liver, releases a different a different chemical. Exactly. Well, and then, right. like to think about it too is so when you smoke, it's your bloodstream. When you eat, it's going to your stomach. You yeah. got to digest it. Yeah. So we're chilling, right? A couple hours past, like whatever it was. I'm like, man, and I had to go to work at midnight. I don't know what time it was. It was like maybe six o'clock. I don't know. I'm like, man, this is whack. I don't feel nothing. Eight o'clock, I, I think I take a nap. <laughs> and then like I wake up like at nine or whatever it was, dude. And bro, I was in outer space. Like <laughs> I was like, I was I was so beyond gone. That. Beyond gone. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be somewhere right now. Where am I supposed to go? Oh, you gotta go to work, dude. It's it's eleven o'clock. And dude, I, I don't even remember I remember getting in my car and like <coughs> struggling to remember where I worked. And I got off, uh, I was supposed to get on the 405. I got off on, I went on the five. How to get off on Osborne, shoot, you know, shoot all the way across to where I was supposed to be like on Nordoff or something. And I get there and um, I'm like sweating, dude. I'm like, hey, sorry, man, I'm late. I was late. And um, we had to like call in to, to punch in. We'd call a phone number and we put it our code in. That's how you know you clocked in. And um, so I clock in. I didn't even remember the code. Dude, I was just gone, dude, the whole night, the whole night. And I was like, I got like, it was, I had the spins too and everything, dude. Like I was drunk, like beyond drunk. That's how it felt for me. So I know like, I just don't do edibles. That was, that was the the main one. And then every once in a while, like, all right, I'll just try a tiny bit. And I almost have the same effect. So So I just, I just do not do it. To kind of get like a little geeky. Thanks, Ray. A little nerdy into it. (laughs) Yeah. The brain is a powerful thing. The yeah. brain is a very powerful thing. So once you have one experience like that, it's hard to shake it. Right. So anytime that you're, you're, even if it's a 10 milligram cap, you, you're going to look at that. And just the second that you even start to think, I'm going to get baked. <laughs> you're done. You're screwed. You're, it's over. <laughs> it's a mental, thing it's too, a so mental battle. It so, uh, and that, that, I mean, that goes for anything. The power of placebo is yeah. crazy. A lot of these That's pills, by the way, that Big Pharma are giving out, it's, it's nothing more than sugar. <laughs> so you just kind of put pills. Big Pharma on blast this whole podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, I definitely feel different. <laughs> um, but dose of- no, it's 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 something to it. That's kind of what I want to combat. Um, is reversing the damage done to someone that has had a bad experience with edibles and that's why these low dosages are very key and to the point where mamba meds we're going to take on a different approach to this we are now going to be working on and i'm formulating uh formulas for very low dosage 2.5 milligrams one milligram capsules uh and then extremely high dosage um for the big boys. capsules for for a guy for people like me who need it 100 milligram and 500 milligram capsules because if there's anything that I need to help me sleep, it's 500 milligrams, uh, 20 milligrams, 10 milligrams, 100 milligrams ain't going to do it for me. Yeah. Um, enough to where I started out taking my product on a daily basis. Um, but because of the way that your body get gets used to, 
to any chemical, any anything that you put into your system, your body's built a tolerance yeah. to. Um, so, so is it addicting? So that's that's the other thing is uh, anything's addicting, right? It's uh, physically can we break it down? It's not been proven. I mean, look to at be it. scientifically. I mean, look at everybody addicted. who's who's addicted to caffeine. Like every morning, McDonald's you have your coffee. Uh, like what do I've you got think a that specific, is yeah. It's li- you're literally having a chemical reaction, right? Yeah. When you drink caffeine, exactly. Anything can be addicting, but um, it, this is the big key behind this is scientifically this has not been proven to be. I've always had a um, no problem like stopping. Yeah. Yeah, like I've exactly. gone years without smoking. Exactly. Since, you know, um, and kind of my my big thing too with the addiction side of it is okay if you you're one who says that you got addicted to it, you had addictive te- tendencies and addictive personality beforehand. You were gonna get addicted to anything. And mm. my best guess is you're the kind of person who you even get addicted to habit. I am that person. Right. I'm speaking from experience, and that is why I'm willing to call anyone out on that. Um, on on this specific thing yeah. with cannabis specifically i'm not speaking about anything else let me let me let me just say that out no there i mean like in a lot of cases but if you have that addictive personality yeah, you're, you're you're lucky you got addicted to weed instead of exactly else, and, and this is kind of my also my uh big caveat to the whole gateway uh drug thing is all right if you and you smoked weed and you're like oh, i want to smoke crack now you were going to smoke crack before you had a fascination <laughs> with it before you can't you just the the smoking the act of smoking made you more susceptible to it <laughs> that's so like you if you're if you're gonna smoke crack you were destined to be a crackhead yeah <laughs> you're not just like you just started puffing on a joint and you're like crackhead yes that's it switch flipped no nah. no nah, you <laughs> Shout out with Cleveland. <laughs> 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 uh, um, but no, it's it's cannabis is uh it's been so done dirty. So it's it's I think you said this the other day when we were talking. It's a not a gateway, it's an exit way in yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of ways too, right? Like So it, this was actually kind of my um my quote actually. This is what I specifically said to you is how can uh, cannabis be a part of drug culture when it's a culture in and of itself? Um, Look Mm -hmm. at any any drug and look at the culture behind cannabis. Um, There's a family and this family goes across the world. Um, And that is speaking all the way from growers to patients. Um, There's nothing like the cannabis community of the world in any aspect. So it cannot be a part of this so-called drug culture and uh, categorized with all these other drugs, heroin, meth, all these, these things, because it's much more than that. It's like, it's, it's very deeply rooted into countries, cultures mm-hmm. um, to the point where it is a culture of itself. I mean, it's, it's part of Rastafarian culture. Like, it is. Um, it's, it's spiritual. And so it can't. So coming from like that whole spiritual like thing, right? That's, I'm into all that. But I know people who use it and other psychedelics to enhance their spirituality. Yeah. You know, even in Christianity where it's, you know, you'd think like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to do all that. I, you know, I know of people who, um, use it to enhance all of that <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie too and have and, a mushroom trip like you know once a year mm-hmm. you know i think to, people should 
Yes. Dude, so um I was I was gonna have another friend on. He's in uh he's in uh Michigan and um maybe I'll have him on another show, but he he has uh, his own cannabis business as well. Uh, a dispensary and and uh and he grows. Michigan is uh it's up and coming huge. It's it coming up huge. I've seen a lot of uh, so many good strains come out of there. Yeah, yeah it's just amazing. Cookies but just opened up. In I know Detroit exactly. Shop. That's the only. That's the first one too. Out, out outside out of, of Detroit, uh, yeah. Eight Mile, right? Eight, yeah, Eight Dude, Mile. right in Eight Mile. Yeah. That's crazy. But he, we were at. I, me and him went to. Uh, we went to hear this guy speak in South Central, Derek Grace, and um, he's a black dude, right? And and he's all about empowering his his community, his people. Um, keeping everything in house, learning how to buy businesses or do your own business, keeping your money in, you know, your in, in your community with your friends, investing back into businesses. And he was telling everybody, like everybody should have that psychedelic experience, especially with mushrooms. What you I just agree. said, but everybody in the room, you know, I guess it's a culture thing. Like what? They're like, no way, that's like drug drugs. You know what I mean? Or you know, you don't come back from that or whatever. But he was like, no, you guys are, you're not, you, you're missing it. It's like it, you. You see more, right? You see more. To, it opens, yeah. I feel it opens your mind and just expands it to the possibility of what you wouldn't normally think of. Yeah. Well, I it, just think it's just a doorway almost, yeah. you know? It's, yeah. it's definitely because it also, too, it opens up you to being acceptable. Like, it, you're, you're fine with uh, being open to other things and being able to think. Um, and this is my big thing with, with shrooms in general because... I've done the mass majority of psychedelics enough to where shrooms. I understand why it's it's on the rise right now too, legal le- legality wise, <laughs> um, especially with microdosing. My, like, yeah, microdosing is huge. Right? I, That's so I, I actually I started microdosing um, shrooms yeah. recently, and it's it's and it treats depression and amazing. all types of it's mental illnesses. I heard the best way I can I can say it is it's the purest antidepressant. I've ever taken and I've taken a lot. Um, I don't deal with 99% of what I used to deal with, but this is the big thing is people, when it comes to microdosing, still overdo it. I take 0.1 milligrams, 0.1 milligrams, three times a day, 0.3 milligrams a day. That's hardly anything. Hardly anything. People trip on an eighth. That's, that's a normal tripping amount. So it, it's it's incredible what it does to the brain on a on a chemical scale to where I don't deal with a lot of the depression that I used to, the anxiety. Isn't it really just getting you in touch with your um like your third eye, whatever, you know, that whole concept. It's just like opening up to your subconscious. Well, uh- I think that's a, that's another subject too that I think is really kind of strung out now, um, the whole third eye thing. Yeah, but I think in in kind of for me specifically to encapsulate that what it did like what it did for well, me isn't that, isn't the, the woke the, penile the gland? being it, being woke and yeah, yeah the the penile gland and um specifically though is the way that you process information. Mm. So, because I've always struggled with that whole terminology of the third eye and that whole like group and all yeah, that it's stuff. just a, a, a 
a weird way of, just, of saying something that's actually yes. in your brain. Of saying, yeah. And so it, for me, once I started to understand it, though, and what that actually meant and the way that you process information and the way you handle the information that's being thrown at you on a daily basis um, and how you deal with that. And then to take it another step further into the actual sciences of the frequencies that, that you're dealing with. And the way that you're 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 tuned into certain frequencies oh, on your basis, your vibrations, um, so all of that kind of feeds into it, and it it just it helps you focus on the things that you weren't focused on before, the things that you were shutting out because of your your human habits and what's the mold that has been casted over us. Because that's the other thing too is everyone from birth is kind of built to fit into a mold. And breaking out of that mold is, it's frowned upon um, in all forms, in all forms, doing anything. Um, so that's why, too, like all of this shroom is very unsettling for people is because <laughs> that is beautiful. Wow. I feel this is where we're going with this. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> 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 Sorry, bro. No, it's <laughs> good. It's good. Um, where was it going with that? You completely took my train out of my thought. <laughs> well, no, yeah, you're you're getting onto the it's some pretty heavy stuff, dude. So, but I think I think cannabis though is like a it gives you like a little taste of that. Oh yes, of what you're talking about? No, absolutely. Um, and I think so. Uh, that's right. So to return back from the beginning of the rabbit hole that we went down, <laughs> um, cannabis and why I believe too is it's it's forever going to be illegal in in terms, regardless of how it's handled, is because of the peace and what it can do, and it lets your guards down. You're just not as f- focused on the stresses of the everyday normal life. The normal upset, like things that upset you, they don't. Just let it go. Yeah, you let it go. <laughs> the normal block, like the br- uh, blockades that have been placed up, the brick walls that have been placed up between us um, on all forms and racially, especially being, and that's that's a big thing that the powers to be don't want to be broken down um, is is the racial barriers and, and cannabis has the power to help. Uh, break that down, not break it down completely, but to help. It can be a hammer to break things through. Um, right. And that yeah, can't you, happen. Because you'll smoke a, a joint basis. with anybody, man. You'll smoke a joint with anybody. And it's, it's <laughs> right. The smokers will find yeah. another smoker. Hey, man. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. And then that's the. So if you're, if you're a racist white dude, and but you smoke weed, well, I don't know. I mean, you might smoke from a, a Mexican. <laughs> or you might, might you might share a joint with a Mexican dude. At the end of the day, you but at the end of the day, will, it unites more than divides. And I think too, that's another reason why, as a grower, like one, I love it, and I'm happy to be on a forefront of this industry now. But also, too, it's also an interesting, nerve wracking thing is because I'm an enemy of the state, <laughs> um, and I always will be because the powers to be don't want us to to take all this over from 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 big pharma from um peace wise uh we have too much power in our hands to take over from them and they can't let that happen um so that's something that uh i don't think we'll ever get closure on in the cannabis industry to be completely honest even if we go federally legal i feel like there's always going to be problems Mm -hmm. no matter what 
especially with the way, and this is the big thing, is California had the chance, and this is my big qualm with California, that California had the chance to set the standard and to run with it and to, to really be the pacemaker of, of doing cannabis right. And is it, isn't Colorado already doing it? Colorado's right? doing it right. Washington's doing it. There's other states, Oregon, that, that are legal, mm-hmm. um, but every state has failed to do it right. And I think, in my opinion, too, like Washington's almost the closest that's got that locked down. Um, That's why it's going to be key for Michigan and for all these states that are on the cusp. Rhode Island, like Rhode Island's getting close. Um, All of these other states that are going to become legal, you guys have a chance to do something that California messed up on. Yeah. Um, And California now is backtracking and they have lost way too much time. Um, to be able to backtrack from. Uh, what about what about like? Is the industry now having to adjust? Absolutely. Um, like I th- the whole cannabis industry in California, like, is it, it has to correct itself? Or so to kind of like encapsulate how the California cannabis industry is too. Um, you have about. I'd say 20 companies running it, running the California game. All of California. On a legal scale. On a legal scale. Um, and then even then that is subcategorized into maybe I'd say 10 companies that you'll see in every single shop. Um, and then that is subcategorized into an even further five mass companies that have dispensaries and licenses and everything mm-hmm. to go with. Um, so is the Jungle majority- Boys and G- C- Cookies being your, your two, two big ones. Big ones. Um, Med Men was the third biggest, and now they're dropping off because of their whole situation. Go to Blacklist. Find that out. Who? <laughs> Mad Men. Med Men. Oh. Okay, yeah, you mentioned them earlier. You yeah. To, yeah, you should read up on the article about Big that. time, bro. I'll send it to you. All kinds of stuff. I'll send it to you. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they won't be anymore. Wow. Yeah. It's so is, is the majority of, of like people getting their weed, is it from dispensaries or still good old fashioned? Both. Nah, the black live, well, the, the so called black right. market. Both. The Both. black market's still alive and it's still being. It's thriving. It's, thri- it's more exactly. thriving than ever. Yeah. To be honest. Because people, people don't want to pay $80 what they could have got for 50 bucks. Yeah. And even then, you come to Fidel's and it's even lower. So, that's that's the crazy. Oh, that's the crazy thing. I should have had a, a, a bomb drop on that one. <laughs> <laughs> come to Fidel's. That's right. Get uh, that fire on the low. But yeah, nobody wants to pay eighty five dollars an eighth. That's crazy. Even street prices weren't that back then. It was like what sixty bucks. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Sixty so, high, exactly. like fifty. Fifty was 60 like is when you're buying like you know top high end chronic or some really mm-hmm. good uh, you know Kush because mm-hmm. Kush for a gram was twenty five. Yes. yes. Wow. Fucking shit, man. Wow. I remember back the those days, man. And now those days have started to come back though. Like it, it feels that. And way. that's the crazy thing about the black market is because the legal industry is so high, and. This is why the black market is thriving too. Is people don't want to pay the that. prices came right back though. Like people don't want to pay that, but they're willing to pay fifty dollars and it's again because it's better than eighty five. But everybody's accepted the fact that you can't get shit at thirty five no more. 
Um, it's very rare to find quality at 35 because exactly. too many people want to make money off of this. Mm. It's very money. It's a profitable business. Um, you can have the shittiest quality and still make millions yeah. a year, um, which is why all these people are doing outdoor is because you can have a million plants. And outdoor is tax cheaper, I heard. Yeah. It's twenty five cents a gram, right? Versus two dollars a gram indoor. Yeah, plus the square feet taxes uh-huh, is different. Feet, yeah. Like everything's different about it. Wow. Everything, your electricity, you're not running electricity. Exactly. Like it's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a sun. Yeah. Like the sun's giving you your shit. Not you're going outdoor. It just takes longer to harvest, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's you're running off of a, uh, the earth cycles. Yeah, exactly. We can squeeze for yeah four harvest out of an indoor. indoor. Exactly. That's why people choose yeah, indoor because you get more. But you yeah, you look at the plant size like people are having plants that are towering over them 12 15 25 feet outdoor then, yeah outdoor right. and then you come into an indoor grow room where we have it's it's literally a lab inside of a indoor grow room because you have to keep it to specific standards everything from the if AC, you're doing it right if you're doing it right exactly. you you can you can do it you can do a very lackluster and very mcdonald's um mom and pop shop um and very cheap it's very easy to do that and still grow good wheat but if you're gonna do it right and up to standards you're gonna have an ac you're gonna have your fans in line you're gonna have all of your carbon filters you're gonna have everything your trays your drains you're you're gonna be have a proper ipm program and play ipm for all of these out there uh, who who want to big up your game is an integrated pest management system um that's the best way that you keep any mites or any pests out of your your plants you're spraying uh, non uh harmful uh pesticides um, on a specific schedule, um, and you have a multiple uh, products that you use so that the plants don't, they're just like human bodies in addiction. They get used to things too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a big key that people so also. Certain, certain nutrients in the, in the, and the food, right? Yeah. That, so, so well, and that's that's the other thing too. Is like, yeah, your nutrients, but that's separated from the IPM. The mm. IPM is your sprays. You're spraying the plant. But so that's the other thing is there is good spray. Do you think they're going to give out degrees in this eventually? Eventually, <laughs> like to to you know somebody to go to school to train. Well, I to. hope yeah, so. They do have a school, uh, Oakdale. Oak, 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 yeah, it's Oakstradam, up in Oakland. Oaksterdam. Oakstradam. Ah, that's it. And they went bankrupt, I think. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. So they had. A, they saw an opportunity, but couldn't. They couldn't, did. Uh, they tried to cash in. They had yeah. a, like a, I think a year long course. It teaches you how to cultivate, how to run a business mm. from every aspect of the marijuana business. And right. so many people went to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think this is the big thing is we. I wish and I can't wait for the day where we see actual college courses on this because That's it's going to happen. It's going to happen, but it won't until it's federally legal. Yeah. It's too risky for a college to go and put their backing behind a program like that. And mm. then... Well, they're going to lose all their shareholders because all their shareholders don't agree with cannabis. I mean, they'd be smart to get into the business themselves. They would. But you know what I mean, and offer a course, and and this is the other thing too that the these these Stanford strain. This is what's really frustrating actually. Notre Dame green fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's really frustrating though. Is these these are the people that can if they just go against the mold and they break against the, the chains that are being shackled against them, um, 
they have the power to change everything. So if we have these colleges that were willing to risk their shareholders and the money that they are guaranteed immediately, um, even though they're making a crap ton of load of money anyways from mm. uh, their students and their tuition, um, if they were to give up all of those risks and they were to put into research on this and what they could accomplish, they'll be seeing that back a hundredfold within the next 10 years. And I can guarantee that. Wow. Um, because you know the the numbers. Yeah, because I and it's and it's just pure. This is the other thing too is a lot. Most people, the vast majority of people, lack common sense, and this is a common sense thing. Just being able to look at it as an industry is, if handled properly, the amount of money that can be made from this can can exponentially go through the roof. We thought we were making a lot of money right now through taxes and stuff, and uh, all the revenue that was made through the legal system times that by 10, if everything was actually done properly and correctly mm-hmm. and was being allocated right. to the right streams. Yeah. Wow. Um, it, it's the, that's the other thing that California and the, really the rest of the world doesn't understand, um, is the black markets doing more to push and further cannabis research and cannabis <laughs> in general than the legal right. ever has and ever will. Um, as, as far as now, um, it's, it's all, evolving. It's adapting. It's, it's doing what you have to do, right? It is. To, and, and without dropping any names, a lot of the my closest um, friends uh, in this industry, um, they're black market. They're they're so they're traditional. Air quotes. Air, air quotes. Let's let's call it something else because it's like it doesn't seem right saying black market. It, it doesn't. I hate it. But traditional. they're traditional. traditional. They're traditional. Right. Um. A lot of my closest friends who I trust the most and who are doing everything right and who are who advocate the right things and stand for the right things, um, both personally and as a plant, um, they are traditional. They can't be a part of the legal system because of the way that it's designed. Uh, basically, to, to put it at this point now, too, you have to know someone at this point, which is why there's so many chads in the industry. Mm. Uh, you, you got... You and got they'll get- They'll weed themselves out. Yeah, you got fuckboy Dave over there who had daddy's <laughs> $60 million already given to him. Right. Who daddy's cousin is also the mayor of a uh, little town over right. here um, whose cousins of the mayor is also <laughs> the police chief right. whose best friend that he used to smoke with is the fire department chief. It's who's, all, who's having an affair with the, yeah, the judge. Like who the, who the also judge. has dirt on the public official who signs everything off. Right. And that is how they got their licenses because they finally pieced all together all that. Right. Um, that is Jazz. the sad truth of the legal industry because there's no enforcement on the right like things that are being done, um, which is why it's very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see the next 10 years in the yeah. cannabis industry. Cause, uh, a lot of my closest friends, um, and people and, and acquaintances were working on, we are working on big things yeah. all together as a community. Cause that's the one thing that, uh, um, any government or anything can't understand is we're a community and you can't bring a community down. Um, and so when you try messing with people's livelihood, but even further than that, you you try messing with families and with much deeper roots, um, it's not going to work out very well. Um, and so 
this is my big focus now moving forward is okay if we're really about this then what are we doing for the community ourselves mm-hmm. because if i don't agree with the way that taxes are being spent um what are we doing why are we not then okay we make x amount of money let's just put that forth towards uh charity or let's hand out waters to people food to people blankets um let's go do a trip and build houses for people that's the next wave that's what you guys are going to see is um california specifically because we are such a hub and almost everyone that is big on a world scale comes from california we're about to change the world we are going to change the world wow um which is why too we're very excited barcelona we're coming for you this is huge massive get ready taking uh i just bought my ticket today it was it was was a surreal moment because this is the first time i'm flying out of country um in fact this is the the furthest i've gone was hawaii and that was still technically in the u.s yeah um so this is going to be surreal for me but this is the other thing too that's been fun to explain to people is this isn't a pleasure trip this is business because i'm going over there to make connections and to push the agenda that I've been preaching. Um, that the reason why I believe I was blessed to be in the position I'm in at this age, at this time. Um, yeah, 23 years old, this this plant is taking you around the world, literally. Uh-huh, 100%. Look at us. Hey. Hey. Look at us. Look at Look us. At us. Huh? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Not me. Uh-uh. Look at us. You know, you know hey. what that is? Look at us. Look That's at Paul us. Rudd on uh, Hot Ones. <laughs> Where they eat hot wings. And they yeah. just get Look interviewed while they're eating okay. hot wings. Look at us. Oh, Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. It turned into a meme. It's a meme. That's all right. Like, all this stuff is like meme stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Dude, so that's already 48 minutes on the second one. I'd, okay, I have a quick question, though. Um, so, has there been times where you have seen packages, though? <laughs> And you knew, get in the mic. Get in the mic. Have there been times where you've seen packages and you knew? It? <laughs> I'm sorry, people. That tray is really close to my hands. <laughs> Just drop that. Um, no, I stayed in. So, has there been times where you've seen packages and it's been obvious to you that there's 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 product inside of it or there's something in it that's legal that shouldn't be shipped? Oh. Oh yeah, definitely. bro. There's packages I've, flying I've, around everywhere. I've intercepted a lot on uh, my route, where they did such a bad job <laughs> trying to hide it. Like, like okay, can uh, can can you can you go further into that? Is that something a little, you can go a little further? further yeah. yeah, I'm just curious because it's pulling the curtain over another black thing. That's a big thing, people. Like, yeah, shipping, shipping is yeah. massive on all it scales. Is on all scales, I um, mean, there's there's. We'll usually get some, you know, agency, I'll say, that comes and checks out. Air quotes. You know, that they're expecting a shipment from a certain area. So they're going to go look at that area, let's say that route, to see if they receive it. They know what name it's going to be under. And so they, already, they got tipped they already, off. Yeah, got, got tipped off. And they're just trying to intercept it. Mm. And then there's some that are just fucking low-key that have been doing it for so long that I know somebody... That has a route that knows somebody that's doing it, and 
I don't want to say they're in it, but they just turn the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Well, and because I, I, I know I can I can speak from experience in this is is that's that's a very big thing within especially within like a USPS um, as a company is people the good old United States United Postal States. Service. Shout out United <laughs> States. Yeah, man. Y'all the realist. Um, <laughs> but is 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 employees who turn the other way? Yeah. <coughs> um, Kind of keeps everything rotating. It does. Um, so I'm sure too that there there is got to be a plethora of packages that people don't even try to like really hide it. They, they just, don't, and I think the ones that don't hide it are just testing it. Because uh, I've sent some like some exactly. stress through just to no, see, they or, won't even they won't uh, even send that. I had one that ends. the guy had coffee, yeah. and the one thing about coffee it's. Who the fuck ships coffee? Where can't you get coffee in the store? You know what I mean? That's one thing. That, that used to be a secret, right? Oh, let's, yeah, put, let's coffee put coffee in the box. So one of them, I mean, the job, the, the way they taped it, I felt like, I know they meant to do it just so we could have caught it. They just sent a brush, a regular brush, and a pack of coffee in there, and the, and the coffee had holes in it, so it re- released a smell. So it was obvious. They were trying to see if we would intercept it or catch it. And sure enough, it, they just made it too obvious what was in there. And then there's some that are just very creative in the shit the way they send it, which is the ones that I appreciate. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, good job, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's getting to where it needs to get. Good for you, man. <laughs> this package is going to be handled with lots yeah. of with care. Lots of love, man. Oh, I love that, man. That's it, It's incredible. Um, because it's very interesting seeing California companies pop up internationally. Mm-hmm. And it's, or it's, even in any other parts even, of the country. Yeah, even even then, like, and this is something that's been mind blowing for us. Um, mind blowing. California is, is still the, has the best weed, right, in the country. I believe so. Hell's yeah! I think we are spoiled with the hell yeah quality, not yeah. quantity, but quality. Quality. That's what it. That's the main thing. Where I tell a lot of people, it's quality, not quantity. California's always been the quality, and exactly. that's the crazy thing is, it's never really been a quantity outside of Humboldt County. Like, it's down south. No, you're not gonna find uh, quantity. Like, we're we're constantly running anywhere out, but, in the United States or any part, they're catching up to California. No other, they're no other, but they're trying to catch up. No other yeah. state can get uh, sell off pounds and stuff for higher than four thousand dollars to be honest and california is the only state where if you get it out of the state you 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 have the potential to reach up to ten thousand dollars um that's it that's a that's a real hard fact right there um but that's also the crazy thing like for us as as fidel's was mind-blowing is we're we're california based we're lost out of los angeles and suddenly new york Mm popped up and had our jars someone someone took the risk and and got our stuff out there then suddenly the east coast is craving for fidels so then we end up shout out asap ant and the asap mob y'all the realists big shout out to asap Ant, you fam fam right there um marino infantry fidels if you're on the east coast and you want fidels go to go to marino infantry go to the pop-ups um that's the homie right there that's the only way you're gonna get fidels in the east coast um but seeing it pop up people are willing to take the risk for good cannabis because good cannabis isn't available to everywhere especially california cannabis 
Um, which has been also the crazy thing. Like on Instagram, just within the past three months, I've gone from 199 followers to 545 today. Um, just from posting cannabis things and from people knowing us as a brand. Um, and that kind of speaks to California as itself. Um, but it's, it's still a trip when you see the same 10 brands everywhere across the world. It is the Mm. same 10 brands that we are running this shit. And there's no way around it because we don't have to get do We don't have to, at this point in this day and age, we don't have to send it nowhere. People do it for us. Um, and that's just a weird, weird fact. Um, (laughs) is you never know when you're, where your products going to end up. Uh I've seen my Mamba med caps end up over in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, when I damn sure haven't sold to anybody in Germany, <laughs> you ain't gonna catch me on that, feds. Wow. Um, but it's it's kind of the state that we're in at this point now is that's why I say too it's very disappointing the way that California messed up is because California is at the forefront and still is, still is. Yeah, I agree. It's a shame how they fucked this one up. Yeah, anybody will agree with you. Jungle Boys, Beard Bros, Blacklist, anyone that is in the industry. Cookies, we 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 got screwed over out here. Yeah. Which is why, too, you're seeing California brands now opening up in all these other legal states. People going out to Michigan, people going out to Washington, opening up shop out there because mm-hmm. they're doing it right. And mm-hmm. they're not going to get it as taxed out as they are out here. You're, we're we're going to start losing brands. And if, if things progress the way that they have been progressing, um, California's going to turn strictly black market. Well, wow. they'll get rid of the whole so-called. You'll, you'll have your, you will literally have two companies. You will have Cookies and Jungle Boys, and then you will, won't have anybody else. You won't have any farms, uh, any permits that, that people have um, are going to be solely to distribute to the Jungle Boys and Cookies dispensaries. Um, it's going to be a monopoly out here, exactly. which then when that turns into a monopoly is going to make the black market. We thought the black market was alive. Now it's going to be bigger. It's going to be way, way more, which means the price is going to go up. And that's the crazy thing that people don't realize is if we keep it, it the community, we have everything in our control at this point. If we let it, if we keep the control in our hands, then in five years, the prices are going to dramatically drop back down. We will reach $35 again. Hmm. We will. It's as long as we don't give up range. Ray, are you still alive? Yeah, I'm we good. Have, <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm, this is a, he just, his mind is getting blown. <laughs> yeah, my mind has been blown. Now <laughs> That's what I was hoping to do. He's just staring into the Matrix poster and he's just like, oh, man, I'm in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing the numbers, <laughs> all the coding. Dude, so... um. This is the longest we've we've gone. I, it's I think it's dope. I don't want to. I'm not saying I'm I'm shutting it down, but you know I don't know. I think this just means that we need a part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I think this means we need another night because I don't know about y'all. I could sit here for another two hours. I mean, dude, you brought like eight ounces of weed in here, like, which is hilarious because I think I even said that when I walked in is. These are all just table pieces. I rolled enough joints on a, on our own for us to not even crack these open. I just wanted you guys to see our products, see, smell, smell it. it. I and think then, he wanted to hit that Mac though. That Mac, the Mac. Let's crack it. He wants to. He wants to taste out one, that. Uh, taste it out. 
Anything we crack open to set aside differently. <laughs> um, nah, man, but. Let's do. Are we yeah, tagging? Are we tagging? Doing bong loads? I mean, I'm just I'm winding the podcast down, so we're gonna definitely do a part two. Okay. But uh, I'm just he was just saying we we had enough here to keep uh, Snoop satisfied. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and see that's the big thing. I challenge any of y'all big dog celebrities to come smoke out with Mamba. We'll, oh. we'll smoke up. We'll smoke up real good. We'll smoke up real good. <laughs> Snoop, Wiz. Speaking, well, we gotta get we gotta get the Fidels in their hand, right? They they need to. We got to, man. It's gonna happen too. This is this ASAP mob is just the beginning of this. ASAP, shout out ASAP mob. Shout out ASAP mob. Shout out ASAP ant. So, um, ASAP time. Sorry for what's the me. what's the handle for uh, Fidels? So people want to get this product to go. Where, where do they go? IG. Y'all go to so so y'all go follow three different Instagram accounts. The first one, the Flowers by Fidels. Flowers by, by Fidel's. Fidel's. That is our brand page. Then go and follow Fidel Hydro. That is the man right there. The man behind the brand. That is my brother for life. The man who's taught me everything that I know. The man who's given me everything that I need to succeed. Your mentor. That is my yes, that is my Shit, mentor. Right He's the master. I'm the Padawan. <laughs> uh, and what's the third one? And then go follow Young White Mamba, young no white. O in the Young. Young White Mamba. I'm gonna, Re- I'm gonna tag peace, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, <coughs> tragedy, tragic. They're gonna, they're gonna smoke one for Kobe, big time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for coming on. Um, definitely have to have you guys back and do second session here. And then uh, I think Ray will come back to to Earth on the second one. <laughs> he's right. He's just chilling. Oh no shit! He's bang, chilling. Bang bang game. Oh, we got a Super Bowl tomorrow. Oh, that's right. As of recording this, man. That's right. Me and Ray born in the city. We're about to get our sixth ring. Yes, I'm I'm so hyped for that, man. I cannot wait. I think it's. I we just gotta run the ball. Period. Don't get don't get a, away from it. Pound them. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. So we'll We'll see see what happens. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, listening to Still Searching Podcast. Y'all the realist. (laughs) Shout out. Y'all listeners. Much love. Feel me? I'm just trying to keep it simple and funky at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Get with it or get lost. Listen. Bitch, I was born in May. I'm a true player. The Iliad is dead, the Odyssey is over Found God within me, started searching for Jehovah What you searching for? Where you focus at? If it's happiness, no one can give you that It flows from within, it knows all your sins You can never win, being envious of other men Covetousness it's such a sin, wanting what other people have has become a trend But don't bow down to the dollar bill, y'all Commercial consumerism is trying to kill y'all I'm trying to heal y'all